Blog Talk Radio. morning, early afternoon. Oh, man, welcome to another round, man. Welcome to Lesson 10. I'm going to go ahead and get this one in, man. Two more lessons to go, which means it's been three months already since we initially started, man. If you missed any of these particular series, um, these series uh, are showing you how to go within your own chart and give you the basic construct so you can start to navigate for yourself for those that's interested in just taking a peek at yourself and learning uh, about yourself, all right? So this is what these 12 weeks were dedicated for. And again, today is Lesson 10. We're going to get into the um, career factor, man, the career factor, um, success factor, your public reputation. Um, this also denotes the parent that offered financial stability or responsibility in your life. This is your affiliations with government in this department right here. Um, so it's a lot to get into. It's your last cardinal point of the cross, man, you know, and I'll explain what all of that is. But of course, visit the website, myastrologycoach.com, 
um, where we blog it consistently. You can go over to the blog, hit the events tab, and see what's going on. Um, I know the next thing that's really popping, that's really big, is um, the Equinox is, is jumping off in March in New Orleans. So you definitely want to get there if you can participate with us. If you ain't never kicked it with us, this is this is the prime opportunity. Um, I will tell y'all where we're going for the summer, but I, I always I don't reveal that until I get one trip. Um, the trip that's in front of us, once we take care of that, we get that out the way, and I let y'all know where y'all at for the next go-around. But it's going, summer going to be off the hook, too, man, because uh, I'm going to actually unveil some um, lost monuments, um, um, some things that we just don't know exist inside of the American Gateway. Uh, in fact, to give you a little bit of insight what the summer looks like, the summer is actually going to be called the Dogon American Tour. And I'm going to show you where the Dogon of America was kicking it at. Identical structures to the Dogon in Mali. All right, right here, right here in the States. All right. Probably got more. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say it. From what I saw, we have more precise uh, planetary body information. Although the Dogon is heavy on Sirius, um, but when it comes to planetary information, as far as observatories and things that we built, um, this hemisphere got it, got it popping right here in North America, and I'm going to actually uncover that and show you what that is and whatnot, all right? <clears throat> so I just ain't going to tell you where. Um, so, again, man, this is the website, man, myastrologycoach.com. Click on the events and register, uh, register for that ASAP because, if I'm not mistaken, I think February 17th is the deadline for registration, all right? Um, and then also, if you can get to the Midwest, to Columbus, Ohio, uh, February the 16th and 23rd. If you're in Cleveland, if you're in Chirac, Chi-Town, you're in Detroit, Louisville, even if you're in Philly, you can you can you can you can get there. All right, you can just mega bus on over to Pittsburgh, and from Pittsburgh you can get on over into Ohio. But we can make it happen, man. Um, we're gonna be live at Ngozi's, um here in Columbus at. Um, and, and on the 16th, I'm going to go up and I'm going to deal with the Jewish Ransom on Black Power, Columbus, Ohio, Exposed. So when I get in there, i got to do some field work, but I'm going to put something together for them. Um, and then the next week, on the 23rd, Eileen Bay is actually in town. And when he gets here, um, I'm going to open up for him. And he's doing the Laws of Attraction and the science of manifestation, and I'm going to actually get into the seven bodies of light, just dealing with the aura and show you that the law of attraction is really based off the color frequency that you admit. So I'm actually, man, I got some new stuff sitting in the cut that I'm actually about to bring out um, in the summertime, around the summer solstice time, it's going to be some new things that's, 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 that's going to be jumping off that really deals with the um, human body. And whatnot. Y'all wait till Minister Jew come out. He been on a low low, but this cat working on something that is really phenomenal that deals with um, um, amplifying your body so you can you can push you can push you can push your prayers to the highest level or where they need to be. All right, I ain't gonna even get no more further than that. But the dude is in the lab, something um, something fierce. But um, Anyway, man, you know, we're going to, Columbus is going to be, it's going to be nice. It's going to be off the hook for the February 16th and the 23rd, all right? So, again, if you can make it, come on down. I had an ore machine there, of course, and whatnot. Uh, what else we got going on, man? A lot, a lot of stuff going on. All oh, class is about to start. We're only teaching, um, for me, only once a year, the way the schedule runs. Um, but enrollment is twice a year, and then we have an enrollment that's coming up in February, all right? Um so we got a deadline that's coming up for a class. It's a five-month journey. 
um, put you in Astro 1, Astro 2. Um, once you finish with that, you'll roll over to three months of um, Hebrew work, um, just showing you the significance and the importance of understanding the, the, just the cosmic language of Hebrew. Um, and we get into certain things. Uh, I, I want y'all to learn how to do certain rites, man, like the right of protection audio CD that I have. These are um, basic Western fundamental um, techniques that are used to protect the aura, um, to enhance your aura, um, but, you know, mo most importantly, to protect yourself, you know, rid yourself of any um, troubling illnesses and or what we would call psychic attacks, ridding yourself of negativity. So it's very important that we understand how to do this, how to ground yourself and whatnot, um, because, um, do, 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 you, know, you know what, the Kabbalion, it's a little book called The Kabbalion by the Three Initiates, right, written by three uh, Masonic brothers. Um, they talk about how the first law is called the plane of mentalism. All, all is mental, right? Everything must exist in on the mental plane first before it can become a physical reality, right? And that's the truth of the matter because you have to think it first, right? So if it starts as a thought, before it comes into a physical manifestation, then we have to address things on a different plane. We have to address things on the plane of thought. So when people think negative towards you, um, that thought can become a, a physical manifestation in your reality if that person has enough magnetism. See, I said before, I said it before, and I talked about how when somebody's looking at you and you don't know them, or even that you can know them and they're giving you a certain kind of look, and you'd be like, what you looking at? Like, you, you get offended based off a look, but the look in itself is not even touching you, or so you think, but maybe it is, and that's why you what? Feel some type of way. How is it that you feel some type of way when somebody is just merely looking at you? Okay. Because there's something that's going on in the, in the science on the quantum plane dealing with observation where that person that's observing you, they have collapsed the wave that exists between you and them. So now this thing is a direct contact. The wave no longer exists. All right? So that, that's a real phenomenon. So thoughts, which are equivalent to waves, because um, if I hook you up to an EKG machine, you're going to see that you have a brain wave pattern. And then we get into the different states of patterns, alpha, delta, theta, so forth, right? So therefore, um, thoughts are nothing more than waves, all right? So just like you listening to me and we all across the earth right now, some of you in the UK and, and so forth, we all scatter throughout the earth, but you can hear me in real time. You're basically hearing me because my voice is, is traveling on a sound wave. That wave in itself is going into a phone that has a wave attached to it and it's being transmuted at the speed of sound. Easy, right? So therefore, thought, which we are taught travels at 24 quintillion miles per second, you can direct your thought and affect someone with your thoughts. Okay? So knowing this, we have to um, guard our own thoughts, what we're thinking about, and then guard ourselves from intruding thoughts because we have intruding thoughts all the time. Stupid thoughts. If you just sit there and really be honest and you wrote down 
some of the stuff that popped up in your mind every single day, you would probably be looked at as if you were crazy. But we think about all kind of crazy stuff. And I ain't going to act like I'm just the only one that think about all kind of crazy, retarded stuff. We think about crazy stuff. Where do the thoughts come from? Right? So, <clears throat> the Hebrew aspect of what I get into in the class is, is some of the things, the right of protection, predominantly what I'm talking about is how to center yourself, how to, you know, ground yourself, and then how to block out negative energy, all right? That's very important. And we get into some of this, actually, we do this now in our miracle prayer class. And next time I run that, if you miss this one, then just je definitely jump back in when we roll in because in the miracle prayer class, um, we understood that we're dealing with, we're dealing with seven different um seven different, pretty much seven different frequencies, seven different angelic forces, seven different angles of light when we understand what this prayer is composed of. And um, some of this inside the prayer deals with ridding yourself from negative, uh, negative thought forms and closing the gates to what they call Satan, all right? And just showing you different techniques. And even with this, because it's a prayer, but the prayer... Uh, comes from the Aramaic Hebrew is showing you how to invoke celestial forces because the Hebrew language is a celestial language. How to invoke celestial language to rid yourself from things that limit you and bring you negativity. All right. So uh, anybody interested, again, just sign up for this particular class um, that's coming up in February. It's a five-month course. And then I also, I might remix it. I'm, I'm talking about it right now. But I may remix it because before I used to just have Astro One available and we do Astro One by ourselves, right? But I may actually take Astro One out of the curriculum where anybody, you can get that on a monthly basis. But then when you're ready to journey on the, on the five-month journey, you can. And I may replace inside of that curriculum and bring back something that I haven't done in a while called forensic astrology. And forensic astrology is when you solve crimes using astrology. The crimes is already there, but showing you the techniques. And this is important because guess what? When you have a question about something in your own life, you have to go and put the pieces of the puzzle together like you a crime solver. You investigator. This is the eighth house of your chart. This is the deep hidden uh, metaphysical you. All right? And this is a very, very fun class. I only taught that to a few people. All right? Now, if you already took the Astro One part, before, only thing you have to do is you have to take an entry exam um, to get into the Astral 2 course, meaning you have to get on the phone and then we start firing questions at you um, because it's supposed to be in your mind. If you know it, you know it. I'm not looking for necessarily, um, I'm not looking for textbook people who remember what they wrote down in their notes. That's why I teach, when I teach in the Kabbalah course, I get this to you from mouth to ear. I'm only going to give you the letters. When I mail you the package, I'm just mailing you the letters and the DVD to explain what the letters are. But when we in class, I put a letter on the screen, and you ought to tell me what the letter is. And then letter got at least three different meanings. You know what I mean? So I may say the cosmic meaning, and then you have to tell me the letter. And that's how I roll. So, for example, if I say moon, you say Gamil, because the letter Gamil corresponds to the moon. And then when we get on the tree of life, if I say 15th path, you say He because the letter He corresponds to the 15th path. If I say Aries, you say He, because Aries corresponds to He. If I say Teth, you say Leo. I say Leo, you say 19th path. Let's roll. Let's open our minds. We're dealing with mathematics. 
We're dealing with a celestial language. It's only 22 letters. All right? It's only 22 letters in seven governed planets. That's the modern-day formula for pa. This is the center of the circle when you start dealing with this particular celestial language. All right? I'm giving you all a little bit of insight of what's coming in the future. All right? Now, speaking of what's coming in the future, um, big shout-out to my homie Natasha, the number swami, um, because, because she, she alerted me that the uh, Ariel Sh- uh, Sharon um, Israel old, I believe Israel's old prime minister, he passed away on, on what I call a red day, a portal day on the blog. So I just put the first quarter up uh, last week, I believe, on the 5th, where I do a three-month prediction to show you the days that political death is going, some, a political figure is going to die on, uh, major events like earthquakes and tsunamis, um, um, domestic acts of terrorism, plane crashes, usually inside the United States, um, just some type of humongous hiccup that don't happen all the time. Well, already, because we in January, so already in January for my first prediction, the first set of dates, we had a uh, military helicopter crash in Virginia. That don't happen all the time. That's not even something that happens every year. Now, especially on, 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 domestic, on domestic land. That ain't even something that probably happened once every three years, for real, for real. So you had something like that that happened. And then you had the, the, the famous political death. And I literally said, in, in, when I write these, you will see in the description, it says the death of famous people and assassinations. So anybody that is a political figure, whether it could be a Nelson Mandela fit the bill too, uh, even if it's considered a natural death of these world figures, there is a theme that takes place when all of these type of events happen, when the world has to stop and the world has to mourn. There's a rhythm here. See, the goal is to, uh, I'm only going to do it, 2014 is my last year doing I did it all in 2013. I'm going to do it all in 2014, and that's just going to be enough case study to just for me to take it to the next phase. The next phase is what do we do with the window of time, and how do you do it with your mind? That's the next phase. What do we do with the window of time, and how do we do it with your mind? All right? We got to get on this mind science. That's where it is. We get into the quantum reality via thoughts. Right? There's no way that it's no coincidence. I'm writing history in advance in front of you folks. Galileo style. So we can do so much more with it. Alright? And speaking of that, give you some insight too. Um, don't think for one second that I ain't paying attention to resolution four forty four. I'm actually on the other component of it, which is new Ari. Already, and that, that is for you to, that don't know, it's a website that we put together called Resolution 444, um, where we already now already got a property in Detroit, and we're moving into the next phase. And for those of you who get tax return 
um, we've got to have an investment plan that's up on, it's going to be up on myastrologycoach.com. Uh, where we actually about to go into the Detroit area and get into the property. My man is up there, Rich Black. Big shout out to him. Um, and we got some real estate people that's up there that that's working on lists and everything to give us what we need so we can maneuver. And we'll be up there very very soon. Actually, before March, we'll be up there actually surveying and doing some things because now it's time to marry. We got to bring the Shekinah down. The whole purpose of man is to bring, when I say man, I'm talking about man and woman, bring the feminine force of God into this physical reality. That, that's, that's the whole purpose down here. All right? Meaning that we can't be so often stars and so, so spiritual, but yet we don't even have uh, 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 an acre of land amongst all of us where we can potentially, if we want to, feed our own selves. And let's, let's step up further and say, bump it. We got not only an acre, we got property when we invest in because we got our own spiritual community. That's what communities do. Communities get a church and they do their thing. So y'all actually got to see the church come. It's time to set up the church. And y'all going to be amazed at what that actually looks like. This is real stuff, man. We got to do tangible things. Not only can we help people pay their bills uh, uh, and help put children back in school, and we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do the celestial will. The celestial will denotes that you have to um, defend. It represents that you have to have some form of economics. It represents that you have to have some type of communication network, which we own right now. It represents that we gotta have solid families, right? Which that, that's a struggle, and we always gotta constantly build on that arena. Uh, it represents that we have to have. Uh, beautiful children, artistic children that get into the arts and crafts. It represents we got to move into the sector of health and know what true health is. And like I posted yesterday, um, there's a difference between physical health and spiritual health. And, and these two are two totally different things. I've seen people, and the reason I say that is because I put, uh, put myself on Front Street yesterday on Facebook, and I took uh, a long time, I ain't been on the ore machine in a long time. And I haven't been doing the work I used to do, um, far as Qigong work, energy work, in a long time. So I decided to get on and see where I was at, and it was horrible. It was just everywhere. Just chakras everywhere, nothing vibrating past, you know, something at 60, nothing was, you know, it was just horrible. It was just all scattered. And the aura was just, it, it was a rainbow. It had all these different colors. So... Uh, what I did was I did I said I'd be back in 30 minutes. I actually made it back in 42 minutes, which is interesting. Um, 42 minutes later, after I do the qigong work, I was able to balance myself out. But I had to do some intense work. It usually don't take that long, but I haven't been doing the energy work that I normally do. But nevertheless, I have um, I have um, I put the aura up. I put the I put the picture of the aura up. And it was, uh, you know, I came out green, which is interesting because green is the balancing factor of the seven chakras. The heart chakra is the one that's in the middle. So I keep telling y'all mathematics, the odd numbers are really the even numbers. That the odd numbers have an even amount of uh, numerics on each side. So if I say seven, the number four is in the middle because it has three on the left and three on the right. See what I'm saying? So an odd number can is the only number that truly gives you an even sense. It's the one that's really balanced. So uh, I came out green, which is, you know, the color of the earth in itself and, and balance coming back to the heart energy, which is great. Um, 
so anyway, spirit that's spiritual health though. You see what I'm saying now? Surely there's some physical things I can do, lose weight and things like that, or whatever the case may be. But then I know some cats who vegans that are uh, heavy on their health game physically and they look good uh, and they doing their thing. When they get on the chakra or a test, they can't pass the test. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because it's a spiritual component to it, which would be the inner worker chi of energy. You see what I'm saying? And the two are definitely closely related. Some say you first will get a breach in your energetic field, your spiritual health, before your physical health starts to wane off and whatnot, and vice versa. But my point is, um, especially this last trip that we did, the two big bonus, voluptuous women that was on a trip, um, they passed, and everybody else fell, <laughs> right? Everybody else fell. Why? One of the people that passed, they're like, oh, you know, like, they come on these events, and some people eat vegetarian, some people still eat whatever they eat, you know what I'm saying? And and, 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 and I remember she was, like, feeling kind of isolated and didn't want to be herself. I'm like, yo, don't be like that when you with us, yo. Be you. Yo, you smoke ganja? Yo, go off to the go, go smoke, go do you. You know what I'm saying? Do you? You know what I'm saying? So I ain't 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 all holier than thou on these trips. Yo, do you? You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, once I told you, do you? And she relaxed, man. Why she the only one that passed? Well, not the only one. Her and somebody else passed. Why everybody else on their vegan game, right? So what, what's the difference here? We're talking about spiritual health and physical health. Surely those other people will probably, and I, I agree, they probably are in much better physical shape, but spiritual shape, energetic shape inwardly, not in better shape. So what we're about to do is we're actually about to show you how to purify yourself and then get into the physical and spiritual wealth of yourself. All right? So I'm telling you, be on the lookout when the prime minister stick his head off that bunker, man, because this dude is on something serious, and i got the technology right here to prove it. All right? All right, man, so let me stop rambling and move on into this particular lesson here. Uh, again, we're talking about lesson 10 and your chart, a cardinal point. What is a cardinal point, Ampu? A cardinal point is when you look at a birth chart. I want everybody, when you, get a, when you do your own birth chart, please do your birth chart at astro.com. Please, I beg of you. Um, the, reason, the reason I say that, is because it is very clear. Astro.com, birth charts, very clear. Sign up for free. Go to free horoscopes, energy birth information, voila, show chart. You can see it. It's clear, all right? <clears throat> um, everybody was born with a cross. A cross is the ascendant, which if we think of a regular wall clock, this is 9 o'clock. All right, 3 o'clock, obviously, which 3 o'clock represents your relationships when you're looking at a birth chart. The top of the chart, 12 o'clock, the MC, as it is called, is known as your midhaven. This is the career factor. This is what we're going to talk about today. And then 6 o'clock is the IC in astrology, um, technically your fourth house in astrology. Um, this represents the nadir or what we call family, um, the ancestral gateway house of endings when you die um and these are the markers here so the ac at nine o'clock represents the constellation that was rising at the time of your birth this gives form to your physical body uh, this constellation which is interesting because that that technically means that the human body 
is composed of stardust. Big shout out to my homie Stardust. All right? Literally, your body is composed of stardust from all of the constellations. All of them. Don't even care if they were visible at, or at the time of your birth. Because truthfully, there's no such thing as invisibility and visibility, in a sense. Because all of it is present. All right? It's really visibility. All of it's visible. All right? Um, so therefore, the body is composed of, of, of stardust. It has to be. Any time that um, your ascendant can be any constellation sign, and when Mars, the planet that governs Aries naturally, represents the head, and Aries rules the head, Mars rules the head, but when Mars squares your ascendant, Mars conjuncts your ascendant, Mars is in opposition to your ascendant, you can experience a headache. How are you experiencing a darn headache in the physical reality here? How is that possible? How, how is it that you're, you're I'll give you a real case study. Um, I have a sister in the network. And um, as to how she's doing, she's doing, doing pretty good. But she just found out that her father had kidney failure. Now, Mars is in Libra right now. This is in, 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 for her, this is in the 10th house. This is on point we'll be talking about today because the 10th house represents your daddy traditionally. It should be because this is the responsible one that, that take care of things. Whereas the 4th house parent at 6 o'clock in your birth chart is the nurturing parent. More traditionally, that has been depicted as mommy. But these energies do change. Sometimes you got a dummy. The dad, that's more like the mommy figure. All right? And the mommy that's more like the father figure. This does happen, okay? So it's not a strict rule, but, you know, to give you the general out, uh, uh, the general feeling of it, this is daddy. So she got Libra on the 10th. Mars is in Libra. Now, when Mars or any planet is in a zodiac sign, total opposite is home, such as Mars being in Libra, what did I tell you? This planet is considered to be in detriment, Right? Because it's the absolute furthest away from home. Just picture that wall clock. Mars likes to be at 1 o'clock. This is home. So opposite 1 o'clock is 7 o'clock, which is the seventh sign, which is Libra. So when the planet is 180 degrees away from its home, it's the absolute furthest. And it says, oh, snap, I'm so far away from home. I got a long way to go before I get back home. I'm out of pocket being this far. I'm at my most extreme right here, okay? Now, Libra governs the kidneys. So how is it that her father, which is the 10th house, had kidney failure while Mars is here? And let alone she had other planets in Libra. It just totally putting this, setting everything on fire. That's what Mars likes to do. So my point is, her father is responding to spatial imprints. But I can see her father inside of her. So in her reality, she too, even though it's not her physically, but it is her physically because now her emotions and how she feels, which is a physical phenomenon, she feels some type of way. It's a physical effect now. How? 
is she responding to this? Because her body is composed of star-light constellations. The human body is a zodiac wheel in of itself. The true story. All right? So, let's move around this. So now we know we're talking about 12 o'clock. The MC in your birth chart. The mid-haven. This area of space represents the constellation that was at the absolute highest point in the south in the sky. So when you go outside and you look at the south, the south represents the zenith. It represents the highest point, right? Take you back into masonry. So like I said, what we have, we got three officers inside of the lot. More than that, but we got three stations. The worshipful masters in the east, he represents wisdom. He represents the rising sun. The junior wardens in the south, he represents refreshment. This is lunchtime, 12 noon. Everybody go refresh yourself because we got a little bit more work to do before the day ends. So this is the south. This is represented by beauty because the sun is at its highest peak. It's beautiful right now. And then we got the western portion, which is the senior warden, which represents strength. And then the west is opposite the east, so them two balance each other out with the junior warden in the middle. So they're actually forming a celestial triangle in the lodge. Although the virtual master himself is in the east and he represents the wisdom, but truth be told, when you understand the dynamic, the capstone of the officers is actually the junior warden. And this is why when inside of certain ranks of masonry and Prince Hall masonry, the junior warden leaves his station goes to the door, and he starts to conduct the candidate around the lodge, the new initiate. So when the new initiate comes in and they knock on the door three times, boom, 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 the junior warden goes to the door and he goes back, boom, 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 give a certain knock. And then the other person hears the knock, knock a certain way again, the junior warden responds again, opens the door and says, who comes here? And then you say, what you say? <laughs> you know, you say what you say, and the ritual begins. All right? I can see my man Tahuti in here right now. We're going back and forth on this. We open the door. Who comes here? Poor blind candidate. Blah, 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 blah. So the game is now start to, is about to begin. And the junior ward or the one who represents the South is the one that's responsible for this. Because we're talking about a celestial movement in the sky that has everything to do with you and how you become successful, how you seek your reputation and fame, and how you climb your ladder. Okay? This is, this is where you get it at right here. So we want to look at the constellation that is on the MC on your birth chart. Because this is the constellation at the highest point in the sky. Very important. Because this is how you get into your career. Now, let's go through the wheel. Shall we? Now, Aries on the MC. Real simple. Aries or Mars. Aries represents an energy that's about uh, warfare, police, uh, very athletic because it's, it's competitive. It likes to fight. This is the athlete's chart right here. Uh, somebody that's entrenched in some type of security detail. 
right? Martial arts, all right? Very strong, pioneering, leading people when Aries is right here, right? Now, this doesn't mean, see, with astrology, I'm just giving you a basic template. Just a basic template. Because what happens is, guess what? Aries is here, but Mars made Mars rules Aries because the planets have dominion over the signs. Let's say that again. The planets have dominion over the signs because planets rule signs. That's why in Kabbalah we say the seven planets rule the twelve signs. Seven rules the twelve. Okay? So Mars itself may not be Mars may be in the 8th house. So now this is how you tap into that career factor. So it may not be truly Aries like that. It's in the 8th house in a different constellation that will tell you how you would blend it. It's all about learning the art of blend. And you get that in Astro 2 when you signed up. All right? I'm just giving you the basic format here. So Aries is that dominant force, the one that's going to pioneer, ain't, ain't afraid to get the party started. Um, but it definitely represents some type of physical um, combat slash maybe even uh, a personal trainer of some sort. It's very athletic and militaristic. Taurus here is supposed to be dealing with the money, things of value. Okay? This is excellent, excellent people. This is an excellent financial move right here. With Venus over here or Taurus, Taurus on the on the MC, dealing with money and things of value, man. That can be banking. That can be any form of investment. Anything that deals with financial IQ as a way of a career and how you get to your success. Okay? Being the responsible one with finances. Back up to Aries, you could actually have an aggressive father. If it's your mother, oh, Lord, she was just a pain in the butt. All right? She was the one that cursed you out. High rate mama. Taurus here, the parent is, is uh, should have been teaching you about financial values or something there that you learn or you can learn from your parents, all right, on the financial side. Gemini here, your parents was actually some of your siblings because Gemini is a sign of siblings. So your parent got this sibling effect where it's like, mm, your mama feel more like your sister. Your daddy feel more like your brother. Or these are parents that maybe that you can communicate with, but that also depends on what is going on with the planet Mercury in your chart. Now, see, a classic example would be Gemini on the MC represents, man, you had a successful, you're a successful communicator, and that's great communication skills with your parent, the one that offers financial responsibility. Right, but in your chart you got Saturn in opposition to Mercury, so now I can't make that statement because that clearly says, uh oh, you should have had that, but y'all got to iron. Y'all need to iron that out. And I'm the king at spotting, uh, uh, spotting uh, any kind of karma, but especially parental karma, because there's three major factors that jump off with parental karma. All right, so that's what I'm saying. You got to learn the finer, the finer details of it. So Mercury here represents. Uh, you can be some type of, you're dealing with some form of communication, maybe a journalist maybe, and you travel. You may not travel outside of the country, but you definitely move around. So your job, your career aspect of yourself or how you tap into the success factor denotes that you be um, honest in your communications, um, a strong communicator, uh, obviously, 
um, and or travel a little bit, move around. This is kind of this is like a news this is like a news anchor type of person. All right, and a teacher of some sort as well, because Gemini got something to say, and they're saying it as a way of a profession. All right, as a career. This is the spoke. These people are spokes are the spokespersons for the campaigns and for the corporations. All right. So if you got that there, you need to be talking. You're the public relations person, perfect for public relations. Cancer here is an oxymoron because it don't belong, total opposite. However, this means your mama become your daddy, right, and vice versa. This is a um, perfect entrepreneur chart in a sense because your career is in the constellation of home. So you may have to learn how to blend family life and home life with career life. They may, they should be one, and not necessarily something that you got to leave and go outside of, go out in the world in. It's an oxymoron because the 10th house represents get out your house and go. But get out your house and go where? Into the constellation that represents you should be in your home, which is cancer. Do that make any sense? Yeah, it do. Get out your house and make the runs to solidify your home-based business type of thing. So this may be more of a, uh, a home-based business factor right here. Or people who work with families, they work with domestic issues, okay? I would like this for uh, uh, a judge that deals with domestic affairs because the 10th house is government, a government official. So this is family and, and family government type of thing that plays in. So you bridge that like that. All right, um, but you definitely are the one that are to become the responsible. Uh, not only are you the responsible financial parent, you also have the ability to be the nurturing parent. And what often happens is the one who bears the financial responsibility, they miss out on being the one who is actually the nurturer because they were the one outside of the home, 10th house, who were working all day. If the classic Wilma and Fred, classic, which is like one of my favorite setups, right? So, so with this placement here, Cancer on the 10th, Fred works from home, and he learns how to be um, less high rate and stop screaming all the time, and he's more nurturing to pebbles. Flintstones was my, was, my, was my joint. All right? So moving on to Leo up here. This is a boss. Oh, Lord, this is a boss of bosses, king of kings right here, all right, because this represents the constellation of, uh, and to a degree, really, Leo, Leo represents authority, too, because it's ruled by the sun, and the sun is the boss. But the 10th house naturally is ruled by Capricorn and Saturn. This represents authority, so this is a, a, so this is a double authoritative figure, highly successful in all endeavors. This is, uh, uh, this is, I like this marking right here because the boss is now at the top of the sky. Leo is at the top of the sky. All right? Um, this could represent, uh, these people right here will become the supervisors, project managers, easy, super easy, especially if you are that sign. It's, it's, it's a given. All right? And probably will do good not only inside of government, are just being head of, heads um, of whatever departments. Um, this is a classic successful marker for owning a chain of daycares. You can do that here. 
right? <clears throat> but this is the boss, a lot of creativity. And the one thing that's kind of like the, the, the gift and the curse with Leo is they have the ability to create whatever they want to create because it's ruled by the power of the sun and everything in our solar system has to revolve around the sun. And oftentimes when you have that kind of power, that power um, stunts your growth because it's an element of confusion because it's like, what do I do? It's like, uh, duh, you can do whatever you want to do. I don't know what I want to do. I want to do this and I want to do that. We can try to fine-tune it, but the part of the key here is when you, wherever Leo is in your chart constellation while I was in the fifth house, these two things denote your God power that says, listen, you have your right, you, you have your own free uh, autonomy to create whatever you want to create in the physical reality. That's a real story, okay? So sometimes with a lot of Leo energy, I can't help you because you, you, you just got the power to do it. You just got to do what Nike say. Just do it. Right. Uh, Virgo over here, I like it right here too, um, um, because they pay attention to details here. Um, this is this is a writer as well, similar to the similar, very similar to the Gemini energy ruled by the same planet Mercury. Uh, except here, I would say that um, these people are obviously paying attention to the detail. Uh, this is this is a perfect supervisor. This is, I mean, perfect leadership right here. Um, I would love to have this person in, in military analysis. Perfect. They pay attention to logistics, numbers, the great things. That this is this is really this is I, this is my first time really analyzing this placement like that in detail. Uh, th but this is some serious logistics. This this is just this is that Pentagon type of thinking. All right, and also. These people are um, gurus in health. So if you got Virgo on the tenth and you're interested and you do anything dealing with the health aspect, you go because you are promised success when you tap into that. All right, um, Virgo is a constellation that represents charity, and we should give. So therefore, maybe giving to other um, government organizations, Red Cross, things like that, will be highly favorable. All right, because you got it's something dealing with the government aspect of, of donations, obviously. Okay, so that's that's real simple to put together. Um, but paying attention to the details and just analyzing everything is, is is the key here. There's literally a science called analytics, and and that consists of mathematics, algorithms, um, patterns, things of that nature. That's what this represents. All right, Libra here is um, another. Um, Another, another, another government feel type of thing because Libra represents the justice system. Um, but this is perfect for relationship counseling. Uh, this is perfect for judge. All offices, all offices of government, right here. Uh, it's all about bringing in the balance of the relationship as well. So the relationship, um, personal relationships, become um, the highlight of. Of the, of the native's life because the constellation that governs marriage and partnerships at the highest point in the sky was supposed to be beautiful. See what I'm saying? Naturally speaking, this house is at a square. This constellation is at a square. Naturally speaking, this constellation don't like to be right here. This constellation prefers to be where the sun sets and not at the highest point of the day. So this means that if you're Libra rising, 
um, then you just, you know, you, you, your chart is uh, off by 90 degrees, off, off centered a little bit. And that's good because what's really happening is, is you're able to see all angles in life that makes you sharp. You don't get blindsided by sideways things by just looking straight all the time. You can actually see the side angle. Very good. And that's what squares become good because they have something in common. So we talk about the 10th house. The 10th house is naturally ruled by Capricorn. And if Capricorn is a cardinal sign because it starts in the winter and the constellation Libra is right here and it starts to fall, then both of these have something in common. They are at the beginning of a season. So although this is a square sign to house placement, the expression of energy is the same. So this is a great marker for relationships. Once these people get their relationships in order, uh, success is theirs, all theirs. Um, and these people are honest. These, these people are, are, they should be honest, and they should be dealing with justice must be served when you leave. Libra the police, man. I, my daughter Libra, she's the police. That's not yours. Ooh, that's not yours. I'm telling you, they're the police. Can't stand to see any form of injustice here. That's just Libra, period. But now when it's on the 10th house, you bring your mayat, you bring your justice, um, um, your scales, your sense of morality and truth and balance, you bring that to the pinnacle of your life right here, and this is how you get into your success. You will die telling the truth and not a lie. That's what Libra right here really ultimately represents. I like this placement a whole lot. Uh, Scorpio right here. Scorpio right here is pretty darn good. I like it. It represents uh, metaphysical people, but these are secret. these are secret government people as well. Um, this also represent uh, Pisces and Scorpio to me on the 10th will represent a government informant as well. Um, it's a teller, you know, in a sense, uh, because it represents Scorpio and to a degree represents secrets and things that are hidden. So this is the secret government within the government. This is, this is, a, this is a secret program that the CIA funded um, and that you would never know but they run in what they call black op operations. This is, good. This, is, this is the psychology of a person who has Scorpio in the 10th house. Um, very powerful in a sense in their own right, but very secretive with certain things and whatnot. This is also perfect to establish a secret order type of thing, um, being involved in, 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 in organization, because remember the 10th house is about organization, the structure of organization though, right? So, if the eighth house or Scorpio is a sign that deals with the secrets in the mystery schools, and it is, then it's talking about you must organize and structure the mystery schools. All right. The native here, um, when they tap into the, the beautiful current Scorpio from metaphysics, uh, forensics, um, um, and also even dealing with finances too, estates, you know what I'm saying? This is a perfect probate officer type of thing or a probate judge or working working to when people die, you overseeing how the funds are being distributed. You see what I'm saying? This this is perfect. Um, Scorpio deals with taxes as well. So then tenth house is government. This is IRS as well. But so the eighth or Scorpio right here, uh, being on the tenth, then this person to me also denotes that they'd be highly successful when they too, just like Taurus, increase their financial IQ. But this person here is not necessarily worried about their personal money. Their success really comes from um, making sure everything is cool for everybody else who pass on. You see what I'm saying? And just making sure the numbers are straight. This is perfect for being an auditor. 
Same thing with Virgo, too. Perfect for auditing, all right? But the Scorpio aspect is more of the auditing of the finances that take place. So this is just great with money. I like it. Um, but also, too, because Scorpio deals with sex, um, the tantric arts, the transformation and healing, this person can do this as a career as well. Like I said, Scorpio, Sag, Gemini. Um, Scorpio, I say Scorpio, Leo, and Sag are, to me, the most versatile signs of the Zodiac, in my opinion. All right? And uh, moving on, Sagittarius. Sag over here, man, this is this is definitely courts and judges. Sagittarius is really the, the zodiac sign that deals with laws and, and the judges it's because these people have a higher knowledge. These people went upstairs. These people upstairs meaning they simply just went to um, college and, and they learned. Sagittarius is very versatile because it deals with international things. So now with Sag right here, this is an international government player type of thing, all right? Um, this is – you, you should study – if you had this marker, you, you should study something um, – stu, study the economics of another government. Uh, on the Midhaven, this represents your career. So you are some type of – you got this foreign exchange type of feel about you. You are an international player, and, and this is how you tap into your success. This is ruled by Jupiter. So therefore, at least one time in your life, um, your job um, should have you travel outside the country, all right? Um, and you may think about working outside of the country. You know, if you don't have that opportunity, but you say, you know, I always wanted to travel here and, and, and I always wanted to live there. I think we all have our fantasy place of where we want to live that's foreign. I know we do because the Zodiac represents a part of our psychology. So everybody has a Sagittarius psychology somewhere in our birth chart. So therefore, all of us have an idea of what it is that we would like to experience on a foreign uh, uh, getaway called a vacation or a dream home type of thing, all right? But if you have Sag here, then this represents that you can actually pull this off and be successful at doing it. So you can live um, or you can work overseas, which obviously means you can live overseas as well, all right? Sag being so versatile, again, dealing with philosophies, dealing with religions, dealing with law, um, even to a degree, I've seen it deal with publishing, and I've also seen Sag deal with, um, uh, with, 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 with medicine to a degree. Um, then, see, that's what I'm saying about it being so versatile because it represents the expansion of your consciousness and taking you. It's the first sign that gives you an out-of-country uh, experience, you know what I mean, and different philosophies, all that stuff. So, therefore... Um, you know, you you got to go. You 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 got to travel outside of the country and, and find yourself because this this is this has become highly important and successful for you. So get out the country. Uh, Aquarius here. You are an astrologer. You are an inventor. You are a radical. You think outside of the box. When I say radical, you just have different ideas that 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 that, that breaks the barrier. You are the one who created iPod while the world had Walkmans. You see what I'm saying? Um, you're just thinking outside of the box with technology, science as a whole, and your job is to uh, advance humanity. Uh, this is this is this is a nice marking right here uh, with Aquarius right here because again, it just it deals with humanity and and change 
Aquarius goes with the underdog. It's the one that says, you know, nah, I'm not rolling with the mainstream because the mainstream is not right. It will only go with the mainstream if the mainstream is right. But if the mainstream is is not right, then things must change for the better of the people. And and to deny this with Aquarius on the tenth is to deny um, yourself success. Um, you have to uh, at least somewhere in your life you're going to have to identify what universal human truth is, and you're going to have to stand on that and being a part of some, because Aquarius is groups and friends, so being a part of an organization that's about social change for the better. And, and the way that you be involved with this is you be involved with doing humanitarian efforts, make it nice and pretty, right? You don't want to be, you don't want to be the rebel. Rebel is a bad word. So you want to do humanitarian efforts, okay? <laughs> He's dealing with Aquarius, man. Uh, last but not least, Pisces on the 12th, I mean on the 10th, that's the 12th sign. I got this particular marker. I like it. It represents doing spiritual things um, for a career. Pisces to me has absolutely nothing to do with the physical world. It's the most mysterious. It's the most mystic. Um, it, it deals with the psychic phenomenon. It, it just deals with, to me, it's really the divine world of the creator. It is my favorite vibration. Um, and Neptune is my favorite planet, Neptune and Mars, um, because it, it's, it's a mystery. And, 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 and when you sit still long enough and you start to pierce that veil and get into the mysteries of Neptune, Neptune gives the native clairvoyant energy. Um, meaning it gives you information about your reality before it happens. And that always, like, that intrigues me the most out of Neptune and Pisces, like, because that's the high, to me, it's the highest extreme of it. So um, you're going to work, you know, you're working with a Pisces. Classic example, Keisha is a Pisces. So, therefore, if Keisha is a Pisces and my midhaven is Pisces, meaning my career, um, then my career says that, you know, hey, bro, you tap into some success when you're doing Piscean things or you line yourself up with someone of a Piscean uh, nature. But Pisces is very uh, emotional, very fickle, and, and, and as it is my most – the reason it's my favorite sign to study, y'all, is because it's two extremes don't make no sense. It's, it's totally weird. You go from being extremely clairvoyant to being um, um, a liar, locked up in an insane asylum somewhere, a drunk, and somebody who's addicted to drugs. It's like, what? How, how are these two even the same? And this is why they're symbolized by the fish. One fish goes one way and the other fish goes the other way. So it's an upstream, downstream type of effect within the psychology of Pisces. Pisces is the secret cousin to Gemini. Both of them represent the duality of a mind. And both of them, look, 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 look at them. Both of them are mutable. They come at the end of the season. So they, they have something in common on how they express their energy, but even the glyphs, uh, Gemini as the twins and Pisces having two fish, it represents the duality of the mind here. Uh, my favorite Pisces to look at is Erica Badu. All right, that, that gives you a glimpse of what Piscean energy look at. It's musical, it's poetic, and I call it the place of spiritual inspiration. It's very meditative. Um, it's, it's just spiritual inspiration at, at the highest here. Uh, I don't even like the mundane levels of Pisces. Well, you're going to work with water. You're going to be a. Uh, you're going to be in the navy, or work down at the dock or something. Uh, you know, and I'm and I understand everybody is not here to be. Um, 
uh, a clairvoyant, but I do believe this. I believe that if that's the highest of the energy and everybody were born with these components, then it's our job to evolve ourselves to the highest potential of all of these energies. So when I see Pisces right here, I know that ultimately what this energy wants you to, to do is to evolve to the higher aspect of God. If God exists, and God lives in this divine, invisible world that we can't see, but we can understand signs and symbols, and so we can we can see it in, in different ways. Um, you mean to tell me what Pisces here, the creator doesn't want you to tap into the divinity of what Pisces represent as the seal of the will? Are you kidding me? I'm not buying that. So everybody is here to evolve to the highest potential of starlight, and that's understanding the highest potential of all the zodiac signs. You just got to pick an area within the sign and say, I'm going to the extreme here, all right? And, and it's usually four major areas, um, um, and that's about understanding your cardinal cross, all right? So those are the 12 signs of the zodiac on lesson 10, all right? What we at on time, man? We're doing pretty good. We had 12 o'clock, so at this moment, if you have any questions, and I don't do readings on this. What, what I do do, because some people say, you know, what I do do is, and I did it last week because I just wanted to see certain things, you have to um, have the information in front of you. So you got to tell me, where say MC, you got to tell me the constellation that's right there if you want insight on that particular thing. But if you just got a general question on something, you know, ask. But I'm not about to put in, and I'm not even at the computer, actually. Well, I'm about to be, but... Uh, I'm not putting in birth data and all that type of stuff, man, unless the spirit tell me to. All right? So uh, with that, man, I'll take your calls and see what you got for me. And uh, let me see where we are here. Call it from the 248979. What's happening? Uh-oh. Hold on. It ain't open yet. There you go. 248979. What up, man? It's your baby once again. Rich Black. What up, man? What up, man? What it do? Another day, my brother, my powerful brother. Now, I'm over here tripping. I have, mm-hmm. I have really looked up, you know, I'm looking at my birth chart all the time. I think, if, am I correct? Like, my north node in the eighth house is at 4 degrees 42, right? Okay. And um, I, I think, I know, like, the north node is, like, in Scorpio right now, but I think it ain't crossed over to, like, that four degrees, like, that same degree, if I'm not mistaken. I was I was looking at the chart, and uh, I was just looking to what's been happening, man, like, the last, like, 48 hours. It's been a lot of light. And I got Mars in the seventh house with um, mm-hmm. Leo there. I also got mm-hmm. that high degree with Mars, 29 degrees in the seventh. Yeah, um, something going on like real, real, real like dimensional because like it's been a lot of women coming at me on on the internet. Uh huh. Well, that, I mean, they come no, you, you you have no return. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, you're going, going through that. Mhm. That's like that's a neat thing, right? It's like a what? Like a destiny type point, isn't that like the purpose? Oh, as like in your natal chart, it's the cherry on top of the whipped cream. It's the one thing I want people, anybody ever got to read with me, I want you to understand that point right there. I say that for last. <laughs> Listen, I said anything. Remember this one. 
you know, because this is what you have to develop. So, yeah, it's a, it's a destiny thing. So if it's in Scorpio, then you're going to have people that want to come give it to you. Right. And I knew, I knew, I knew, you know, because, you know, I'm all about um, astrologycoach.com, you know, because, you know, I don't, I try to, I try, you know, like, like you say, the military, when you go to war or you go get to making decisions, you got to go get advisory. You know what I mean? That's right. you know, I'm so I've been so annoyed the last four years because you know when you grow up, your first thirty years, and no one teaches you teaches you science or you know spiritual information. I mean, you get paranoid. You know, I kind of like you know all those planets in my eighth house. I kind of overdo astrology. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Oh yeah, because the eighth house is the house of extremities. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, remember, Scorpio yeah. and the eighth, that, that vibration is extreme yes or extreme no. It, it, it's, either, uh, it, it's either a slut or it's somebody who's celibate and they have sex in years. It's extreme. Right. So when it's on, it's on, and when it's off, it's off. It's one of the two, very subtle and modern. It's, it's, it's right there in the middle. Right, 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 exactly. Okay, I, I can understand that, that, that degree. Now, the what I've been noticing also, like, it's been like the women, they're like, you know, they kind of like into the church and everything. You know, you got that level of people that's just on certain levels. And I, I tell some of them, like, you know, I always send them to astrologycoach.com because they come at me with those questions, right? Now, you know, I know some things, but I, I don't, for, I don't, that's not my um, degree of, purpose to just, you know, going to astrology so deep. It's more of the business and the numbers and books. You know what I mean? I know where my place at. So I put them over to yeah. you, so astrologycoach.com. I'm like, look, I got good friends, people that can answer some of these questions because this is what y'all do all the time. I may get yeah. into one minute I'll be reading my birth chart, one minute I'll be making some music, next minute I'll be reading up on some insurance. You know, I, I kind of jump, so... Right, right, That's what's right. been happening. These women coming at me, with, you know, they're attracted to me for the school, but at the same time, you can only handle one person at a time, really. You know what I mean? And um, that's all, man. I, I just noticed that the past 48 hours, I'm like, all these women coming from the Internet, just, hi, how you doing? How you doing? What's up? What's up? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I wait till Sunday, so I just sit back and listen. So I, I get it now. I kind of understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You're going yeah. through a destiny. You're starting to get insight about your destiny. So you really got to analyze things at this time because this is a time that's going to tell you, you know, what you're here to do. You know. Um, oh, this is a very special. Yeah, this is a definitely special time. So it's, it's about uh, joint partnerships, but it also gives you insight because Scorpio represents a, an abuse of power. So it shows us where our power is, and it shows us what we need to regenerate, and it shows us who we need to um, join forces with as well. Um, so you just gotta you gotta be real mindful. Is it, is it a power move, or is it a negative power move? You see what I'm saying? Um, but this is the time to pay attention to the energies that's coming around you, man, for sure. Because it's definitely what it is. The, I got the Virgo in the eighth house with with the um, Jupiter, Saturn. Um, the North Node, all in the 8th. I'm like, wow. 
And I know I know mm-hmm. that Virgo deals with health and it deals with uh, like far as uh, retain energy. Uh-huh. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like you know Virgo is real analytical, which I do. I am licensed in life insurance, but like on the health end, it's more like my own personal health is to. I think one of my my downfalls has been far as like my own personal energy retaining energy, stress, sex, and all that stuff, you know, just mm-hmm. doing stuff every day, and that's where I think the wealth and everything else, I'm starting to learn that's, that's where a lot of my, my, my downfalls has been because I never really knew about this type of stuff. Right. So, right. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. Well, mean, um, I just fall back. Okay, that's what it is, man. I hit you up, man. I talked to Katrina as well, man, as you know. But, yeah, I get with you. That's what's up. All right. Perfect. All right. All right, 973-280. What's happening? What's up, I'm Poop? What up, what up? This is General. What do you do, Rick? What's good? Not much, man. I, um... Uh, it was. I found it kind of. Um, I found it kind of interesting that you. Um, what you what you had to say about the tenth because I got Virgo there, on the tenth. I got Virgo on the eighth, and I got Virgo at my MC. You got Virgo on the eighth. You trying to tell me? You're not about to tell me you got verbal on the eighth, ninth, and tenth. No, eighth, no, eighth, tenth, and MC. The MC is the tenth. Um, yeah, your MC is the tenth, but I don't think okay. you're gonna have it on the MC so real fast, man. But anyway, if it's on your tenth, then what? What, 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 what you saying? The tenth and the eighth. So when you were saying that, you know like military analytic um uh-huh. you know that's 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 me i uh you know i'm i'm a i'm a di- i i got to dissect it you know what i'm saying before you know i say all right well hold that thought and then let me go let me go do a little do a little research on my own you know a little background check the whole deal you know so right. that's that's right. that's definitely that's definitely me i um um I'm, I'm very deliberate in the thing. Mm-hmm. I I do something without giving it like like mad thought, and sometimes I may even think too much about it prior to. Yeah, yeah. And, and then got too got too many different thoughts about it. So um, yeah. So when you said that, that that definitely, um, I was like, wow. You know, this this is. And like you said, it's the it's the mathematics, you know what I'm saying? So it, it definitely got me got me right there. Right, 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 right. Yeah, man. Virgo is definitely gonna be the analyzer, man. You know, but that's you know, classic government marker, you know, so classic government. Alright, that's what's up. Alright, I just wanted to I just wanted to chime in, just let you know that, you know, it's I guess a lot of times people think that, you know, some things is coincidental, but when you break it down to the mathematics, the math is going to work out to the same thing all the time, whether it's 100 years ago or 100 years from now. 
you know, that's it's, it's going to come out to the same thing. Absolutely. For sure. I appreciate it, man, because that, that's the confirmation, and, and that's what it's about, like, like I, you know, it, 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 it's a confirmation. You say this represents that, and you're like, yeah, I got that, and I did do this. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it, it's just it, we just explaining the law, man. So, thank you for sharing, man, because that's needed to validate the craft. Uh, absolutely, it's, it's all 100. It's all 100. Indeed, indeed. All right, General, I'll get with you. All right. Mm-hmm. Where we at here? I think we going Cleveland two one six two four zero. What's happening? Two one six going once, twice. Are you on mute? Two one six. All right, I'll come back to you. Where we at here? Eight one three four nine five. You there? Peace. What's up, Uncle? Hey, what's happening? Not much. I got this moon in Uranus in my 10th house ruled by Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at that as, for me, I mean, I'm looking at that as forensic astrology. Oh, yeah. For moon me. and Scorpio, especially with Uranus. Uranus is exalted in Scorpio. Uranus is the planet that rules astrology. The moon in Scorpio I like, although they try to say it's at fall, but I, I like it here because it's in a water sign, and that's where she needs to be. Um, yeah, you can do that as a way of life, and that's your midhaven too. Yeah, anything dealing with forensics and using uh, astrology or using science, using technology, anything that you use in technology, and you can be an innovator in doing it. So you can actually do that. With Scorpio too, Scorpio in the midhaven represents a private investigator for, for life. So you can do what um, <laughs> yeah. my man Dave Campbell did. Um Dave Campbell got got the book Forensic Astrology. He's an astrologer out in Scottsdale, Arizona, on the outskirts of uh, Phoenix. And, um, you know, he helped consult with, with the police on solving crimes. From time to time, they may come over there and, and help him. So he has an excellent book on forensic astrology if you don't have it. So um, okay, get, get that. Because that. that's what I've been feeling. And then you just said that you might um, – change the course and offer, you know, do the forensic astrology. And that's, I yeah. just told my cousin I want to do that forensic astrology. That's why it right there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fine. It's very, very fine. What about, what about, okay, I know Scorpio is the ruler, so I'm looking at, I got to look at Pluto too, right? Because I got Pluto and Libra. Yeah, you do. You, you look at both. But I like, like, I like looking more at Mars because I know, mm-hmm. Mark, Pluto is not part of the, the original seven that's, that's, that's ruling this reality. Uh, okay. Nor can you see them inside of the inside of the spectrum of light. And you can see the ruling seven with the light. And not only that, Pluto is a generational player. So he takes so long okay. to move that everybody born within a 20-year, you know, time frame, they got Pluto in the same thing on sign, whereas Mars, is he's personal. So, therefore, he takes almost two months to move through a zodiac sign. He's guaranteed to be somewhere different versus everybody okay. born within these 20 years. You see what I'm saying? But you can mm-hmm. look at both. I favor more towards Mars when looking at Scorpio. Okay, and I got one more question about Mars because you just said that, too. My Mars, I remember you saying that Sirius is 13 degrees Mars, and that's what my Mars is on my chart. No, so that means my Mars. Yeah, 13 degrees cancer, so that means it conjunct Sirius. Uh-huh. So what does that mean? Um, 
you, I want to roll with you because that means you fight for the Syrians, literally. Oh. Um, 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 there's two forces that, that I have. They may be the same, um, and I ain't going to give up that other one, um, but, but, but Sirius is a major force, and, and, and with Mars right there, you, that means that uh, when I'm looking in the sky when you were born, I'll see Mars in the east, and I see Sirius in the west, because Sirius sits south. She sits south. She sits below the ecliptic. So they're in this conjunction, they're not right next to each other. However, mm-hmm. they're on the exact same line of space. So what I'm saying is if you just, like, in the morning, let's say at the time of your birth, the lights was out. When we see Mars on the east, if we look straight to the right and drew a line, Sirius would be right there. So they'd be in the same alignment. They wouldn't be next to each other, but they'd be right in the exact same line of space. You see what I'm saying? So both yeah. of these were up at the time of your birth. So when it comes to Sirius, which is the central sun, when it comes to that great um, Dogon African knowledge about this reality, you are a major fighter for that. So the Sirius force, when you hear people talking about the galactic councils of light, you are a warrior from, from Sirius. Hmm. Man, Pooh, I'm going to get with you. We're okay. going to talk more because I, I just knew it was something about that Mars and that, that Sirius. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Okay. All right. All right, peace. Okay, peace. All right, it looks like we're going out the country here, man. Your line open, like 1442. What's happening? Hi, it's Marie from London. Hi, Ampu. Anne-Marie, what's happening? I'm fine. Happy New Year, and thank you. So I'm back to London. And happy anyway. New Year yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going I on in your part of the world? It's it's okay. A bit cloudy, cold. It's all right, though. London's mm. cool. London's cool. London's life. What mm. I did, Ampu, I was, just a while ago, I printed off the astro.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Uh-huh. So, I'm, mm-hmm. so now I'm confused, because I don't know what these acronyms and symbols all mean. I ha- in my tenth uh-huh. house on the outside of the wheel, yeah? Uh uh-huh. okay. Yeah yeah, is that making sense? I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm gonna make it make yeah. sense. It's like a, much. it's like a M. A M? Yeah, okay. So it may be stand for Midhaven, okay. Okay. But inside it, inside of it I've got these little things. Now t- I'll tell you what they are because one looks like a moon, one looks like a P Mm-hmm. Moon and, and Pluto. Looks like, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and Neptune. Okay. Neptune Can I like have all of that in there? Yes. Yeah. That's right. right. So you got three. You got three planets over there. Absolutely, you can have all of that over there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the, what, the does, this is my is, career. Is, yeah. Sorry. The question is that, okay. that's my career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. My, well, my question, my question is not, but your question is. My, my question is, what constellation is right there? Now help me then. What does constellation mean then? What am I looking for? The zodiac sign. What zodiac sign is right there? Well, I thought that M was it on the outside. Ah, no. so then that may be Virgo. If that's the case, it's is Virgo. It? You called in. You called in like what two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. When, when your birthday? I'm gonna pull it up for you. I'm gonna do that for you. When your birthday? It's twelve seven sixty four. All right, so twelve seven sixty four. And what time were you born? I'm not sure. 
M. The M is Virgo. Yeah, if it's a zodiac sign, then. But that that if if that's predicated based off your time of birth, do you know about about what time you were born? No, I was going to contact mommy about that, you know. Yeah, con- let, yeah, do that because see what happens is every two hours the zodiac sign yeah. changes, right? Changes as so, well. Okay. So, right, so it's just like if we look at the sun, even though like right now we say the sun is in Capricorn. And let's just say the sunrise at 8 o'clock in the morning. That's sunrise, 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, if the sun is in Capricorn, it's going to be in Capricorn for the next 30 days. So what happens when it's 10 o'clock in the morning? Well, at 10 o'clock in the morning, the sun has moved a little bit to the south. At 12 o'clock, it's due south. At 8 o'clock at night, it's setting. You see what I'm saying? Although it's still in the same constellation, it's changing areas of space. And these areas of space actually tell us what the houses are. 12 house, nine, all these houses represent area of space based off the position. The only way we can know what constellation is on what area of space is to know what time you were born. You to fine-tune it. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, to yeah. fine-tune it. So we yeah. need to know the time that you were born so we can figure that out because that could be, it could be any zodiac sign that was right there. Okay. Okay, so it's not going to give That's me a true picture if I do it now, is it? Nope. I need to... However, you'll get two-thirds of the picture. We need three pieces, and two-thirds will get you there as far as interpretation goes or what's taking place. Um, But the last piece that we're missing is where. So, for example, see, the planets represent what it is. So let's say you got Neptune. So now we know, okay, what it is is Neptune. Neptune represents spirituality. Now, how is Neptune going to express itself? Well, it's in Virgo. Mm -hmm. So they go to the second piece of the puzzle. You must express your spirituality by analyzing things, being a part of charity organizations. In fact, you may be the chaplain at a hospital. That's perfect. Now now we're looking at where it needs to be. I shouldn't have gave up the hospital part, but, but where it will t- tell us the house. You see what I'm saying? So we missed in that last part. We know what the energy is, how it's going to express itself, but where to apply it at in your life, that's when we need the time. So if you can get that, we can put it all together. But you can get okay, so um, you, you, can, you can get a nice reading done with with that right there. Right. So 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 far it's spirituality. Yes. If you're dealing with Neptune, absolutely. Okay. Spirituality. Hmm. And the moon. If the moon is there, and too, the moon, absolutely. Yeah. Is your moon and Neptune um, close to each other? Yeah. Put. Ne- it's near that, sorry to say this, but it's near that fork thing. Sorry, forgive my ignorance. I'm right, learning. So you, December, you said December 764? N- no, I'm Cancerian. I'm Cancer. I'm Cancer. The 12th, July. Oh, July 12th. I'm sorry. Oh, hold on. July, okay. give it to me again. Oh, because I never went through. I still got somebody else's birthday in here. Give me the birthday again. July 12th? Yeah. 64? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me just see. Uh, cause it, see, the planets were where they were at. I can get everything. That's that's in real time. So, what is Neptune in? Oh no, that's that's your moon is that day. Your moon and Uranus are co- are close and Pluto. So that's Uranus. But that's cool because Uranus deals with that sudden genius and spark of intuition as well. Uh, so that's that's an intuitive energy. Um, and depending on the time of your birth, 
your moon could be in a very harmonious position to Neptune anyway, which is called a sextile, which means it's an opportunity, which means these two flow, and it still has that spiritual uh, undertone to it and whatnot. So that, that's very possible. And the mere fact, even if not, the mere fact that you were Cancer, which is a water sign, um, Neptune was in Scorpio when you were born, these are both water signs, so it's something called a grand trine. So it's easy for you to tap into, not a grand trine, but a regular trine. It's easy for you to tap into this Neptunian force that's out there because of the position of where Neptune is to your sun. So, yeah, we just can't, we, we haven't figured out the career, but you definitely have one hell of a psychic, intuitive, dreamy, spiritual connection. That's, that's for sure. That's easy. That's there. Okay. And what um, field, though, what field would I want to go into or develop in that? Yeah, see, that's, that's mm. what we need the time. That's the time. That's, that's what we need time. time for, yeah? Yep, yep. So okay. ask Mommy, or ask her what time will you born. Okay, thank you for your and time. And even thank if you, not, thank if we, you, if thank we you. need help, yeah, you're very welcome. And it's something called, if she don't know, let me know, because then there's something called chart rectification that can be done. Yeah, I'm gonna quickly ask. I'm gonna ask because she'll know. Mummy will know. Oh. Okay, so cool. it's quite spiritual. That's what I am. What, cool. Yes, yes. I don't yes. know. You have that marker. Yes. Okay. 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 Thank you for your time. All Thank right. you. You're very welcome. All right, please. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Cleveland, you back two one six two four zero. Hello, I'm Pooh. Hey. Hello. Hey, yes. hello. Hi, my name is Patricia. Patricia. Hi, I was oh. on. Um, I'm using a person's phone, so I was oh, okay. listening to you on speakerphone. <laughs> anyway, uh, I <laughs> just called the number. I'm a first time listener, uh, so I just oh, came wow. in late on hearing the information. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to know, will this show be recorded and I could listen to it, say, this week? Yeah, yeah, it's automatically recorded and you just log on Blog Talk Radio and Ample Astrology and it pops up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, as I said, I just called a number and like a, uh, and I didn't really, uh, and I, I obviously didn't call early enough. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So this would be, uh, what, this is today, the 12th, Mhm. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. Because I, as I said, I listened, so I didn't hear what my first sign. You know, I guess you were giving general readings of all the zodiac signs, correct? Yeah, all the zodiac signs in the sense of where it is on the career angle in your chart. So whatever constellation is at the top of your chart on the MC. Was given a definition of how you tap into your success by analyzing that zodiac sign. Yeah, I definitely will probably want to listen to that. I've been <laughs> dealing with uh, erratic and um, challenges, put it that way. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so let me ask. Um, there are other uh, collaborators that you work with. Um, that do the tarot and uh, other. So do they? And I was—I've been trying to get you all on Friday, uh-huh. and I seem not to get through. 
so yeah. are there any other during the week that um, yeah you yeah you I know, might look, um yeah Tuesday for now this Tuesday coming up Keisha has Tarot Tuesdays so anybody want a free reading on Tuesday you can call in Tuesday um, but it's not a show that's necessarily dedicated right. to reading. Uh, it's tarot education, but she will do a few readings on there. So you definitely, oh. if you can't get in on Friday, you better call in super, super early. you got to call in 15 minutes early before showtime. And she's coming on Tuesday, 7 p.m. East Coast time. So the earliest you can call in is 6.45 p.m. Eastern. Um, so you can be caller number one okay. to, to get a free reading. But Tuesdays and Fridays will be the All day. Right. Okay, and I, I, uh, when I did try to get in, uh, but I was hearing that you're all going to be in the Cleveland area or, or Ohio area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's in February. This month or next month? Next month. Okay. All right. And so, will that be posted on your website? Uh, yes, it will. I got to make some updates over there, but yeah, everything will be on the website on the events tab. Okay, so you're being the Ohio area, but we be in the Cleveland area. That's what I'm trying to get clear. Uh, not Cleveland, uh, but you know what? I, I'll keep you posted because I think on that weekend, like the what's that, the 15th, 16th, um, that weekend, we may, we may, I'm, I may actually travel up um, to Cleveland that weekend um, because it is something going on that weekend. I know we know we got Columbus and Cincinnati already. Uh, but Cleveland is on there. I just haven't confirmed about Cleveland, so I keep you up to date. Just go to you know, just go to the website myastrologycoach.com, and it'll be on the events tab and what we're gonna do in February as far as Cleveland. All right, all right, yeah, because okay. this uh, piqued my interest and pool astrology. So I'm assuming you, your basis and foundations is uh, African or Egypt uh, foundation. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't. I, it, not necessarily. Um, and not to put labels, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't even really say that because um, Ampu is just is 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 just that's that's the name. The actual system in itself is 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 a tropical Western system. Uh, however, when in 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 interpretation, you just got to know the corresponding deities. You know what I mean? So, like, let's say if you're dealing with Libra, we, we all know Libra is Mayat, which would be the African center aspect of it, but it's the same thing. I don't I don't necessarily teach the comedic standpoint of it uh, up front. You know what I mean? Uh, so I can't say that it's Egyptian. I wouldn't say that. All right, all right. Well, I'll just look on the site. But anyway, uh, thank you, and uh, have a Healthy, prosperous day and uh, New Year. Well, thank you. Okay, well, here, call in Tuesday for a read. Let's call in early, 645. All right. All right. Huh? Thank you. All right. You got it. You're very welcome. All right. Where we at? 910587. What's happening? Hello? Hello. Hi. Hey. Hey, how are you? My name is Titi. Uh, What's happening? I was just... Nothing. This is my first time uh, listening to you on a Sunday. Um, I was speaking with Keisha, and she advised me to log on and listen, and I have been listening to you on um, Fridays, and I am, part of the, I am a part of the network, and I find it to be very helpful as I am 
learning more about who I am through spirituality. Um, mm-hmm. I guess my question would be, because I guess I, I'm surprised that I got through, is that, um, that I, I am a Scorpio, so I know you were saying I missed the first part of the show about the Zodiac readings for the career path, mm-hmm. and I was just I was just wondering maybe if you could just dig a little deeper into that for Scorpio. Yeah. You're part of the Astro Tarot Network? Yes, I am part of the network. Yes. What's your name again? That, my name is Nohilana Harrington. That's my real name. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's happening? Yeah. I'm just like, hold on, man. Yeah. I got, like, GG. I ain't got no GG in the network. Um, yes, I, I um, harassed you on, via email. No, okay. no, it's all good. I had actually told you to call me, I think. Um, hold on. Yeah, yeah, I got you right here. So you October 23rd, right? Yes, October 23rd, the cutoff between Libra and Scorpio. Well, let's, yeah, let's see where you actually at. Yeah, you actually came in. You eleven sun was eleven minutes in the Scorpio, so you you got you came in on Scorpio, but you Libra rising, so um, you 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 got both of those energies real heavy. Um, what was the question? Dealing with the career part? Yes, dealing. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the um, um, Cancer at the top of the chart, so that's 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 that that's that home business type of thing which means the moon is your career ruler um and your moons and aries so it's 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 being this, i like it because this is the the nurturing parent is the responsible parent you know uh you could experience that in your own life but this is how you will express it too in, in, in your in your life as well that you will nurture your children. You'll be a nurturing parent, but you, you, you're not. You're also going to be the one to take care of them as well, because oftentimes it's a trade-off when the one who's the financial responsible one, that's the one that's not necessarily the nurturing, um, sympathetic one. You know what I mean? Because they've been work mm-hmm. at work all day type of thing. Whereas for you, uh, you have a blend where you can do both. Uh, but one thing I see, as far as career-wise, for you, um, you you are all of your planets besides one of them, all of them are on the left side of the chart. And when that happens, that that that's an imbalance, but that's good. But because this is the eastern side, this is the side where you bring in the light of the world. So you are an entrepreneur. People with a cluster of energy over here are people who necessarily um, can't work for other people per se. Now, the thing is, you can because, A, you leave a rising. Um, two, you're a Scorpio, and Scorpio is about combining their resources with people. So you do have what it takes to, to – to, we can't clap by ourselves anyway, so we gotta we got to join up with people. Um, but you do have a very strong sense of entrepreneurship. So anything that you ever thought about doing – um, you should really get on that that you're not on it. But if you if you if you want to do it, give it a push because with all those planets over there, that's what it represents. It represents that you're trying to push something into this reality. Okay. Thank you. And I just have oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just have one more question about um how do I I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question. As as I grow, how do I, what are the, I guess I'm like in the baby steps of, of understanding spirituality. So what are some of the things that I can do to get, you know, to to go a little bit deeper? I do plan on attending a spiritual retreat in March. I do meditate. I do pray. 
you know, are they are there do you have any books that maybe I can look into reading or any audios or any people that I can begin to follow? Not necessarily say follow but the teachings of to mm-hmm. dig a little yeah. bit well, deeper for for home. Right. right. Well that's that's a broad question. You gotta we gotta narrow it down to subject matter. Mhm. Right? So it depends with see being a Scorpio, a critical Scorpio at that, critical meaning your sun is at zero degrees. This is the first day of Scorpio. So it's like you a brand new Scorpio. You know what I mean? Like yesterday you mm-hmm. were Scorpio, but today you're Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So you're a brand new Scorpio. So um, we got to find out a subject. You know, Scorpio has this, this thing where it loves to um, know about the dead or things that are just hidden type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that if you it's wherever your wherever your interest is, then I can be able best to assist you. But it's just too you know that's a broad it's too broad for me right now. Um, I, if you go ahead, go ahead. You about to say something? Yeah, I guess where my interest focus on right now is 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 love really? You know what I'm saying? To break down a core understanding of of love and love is God to me. So that's okay. where I am at right now. Is truly trying to understand who I am spiritually. Being raised as a, a Baptist Christian, you know, in church all day, every day. Now mm-hmm. I'm learning to to define my spirituality. That's that's where I'm at. I don't know okay. if that even if that scopes it down a little bit smaller. But yeah, no, that's cool. So love. Yes. We want to get yes, we want to uh, get into love. All right. So mm-hmm. then we then then. then um, we can deal with relationships, books on relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as Scorpio, you want to have this affinity to learn about the power, the science of sex, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to go on that. You know, one day you're going to get into Tantra as far as at least studying it, the Karma Sutra arts. You're going to look into that. Um, and how it relates to rejuvenation, and you got one, two, three, um, three planets in Scorpio at that, and your sun is very close to the planet Pluto uh, as well, which just reinforced that strong Scorpion type of feel. Um, so I think you're going to go in that direction as far as uh, the love is going to take you down the path of sexuality. And that's great because it's that that's that's the the power of love often is equated through the sexual organs anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So I think with the, the potential that you have with, with all this Scorpio energy is to 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 go in the realm. Go where you you know follow your heart into love, but just study the sexuality aspect of it as well. Um, and then um, um, like my like my thing with love is. I, I like defining things by Hebrew because cause as an astrologer in Aquarius, I understand that the letters represent uh, a cosmic expression. Each letter corresponds to either a zodiac sign, a planet, or an element. So, you know, that works for me. And understanding that everything they did was mathematical in a sense. And the first story that we ever got with Adam and Eve, it was a sexual education story anyway from the, from the mm-hmm. gate, um, is defining the dynamics of love through through that template uh, of Hebrew or what we call Kabbalistic mysticism through Kabbalah, you know what I mean, um, and, and start defining it. So if you have an interest in um, learning Kabbalah, um, 
you know, then yeah, start yeah, hit, hit hit me up. I mean, the class is about to start. Um, book wise, man, like like me and the minister minister Jews say this all the time. A lot of this thing, like we like self taught on a lot of stuff. Like we ain't go to nobody's courses and sit in their courses mm-hmm. and they ordained us and stuff. And, and and this is very important. We live in the age of Aquarius, which means I know. And and even when we look at the base of a pyramid, anything in creation came by somebody's idea. And, and Einstein and all these scientists, as scientists, we come to the we come to the blackboard and we say, "Yo, I got something in my mind that I think this is what it is, and I need to express it." So now we call mm-hmm. it a theory. And once that theory becomes tested and proven to be true, it becomes a law. But all wow. of this stuff starts on the plane of mentalism. It's an idea. It's a concept mm-hmm. in somebody's mind. Every single thing that we look at. Is the idea of somebody else. These statues of Kwan Yin I'm looking at, somebody made this Hebrew prayer for me. Like, like everything is an expression of an idea. So somewhere inside of each and every one of us, we just know. We don't have to necessarily go read books to figure it. Mm-hmm. We go read books to refresh and reawaken what we already know inside of us. That's the whole code of DNA. Everything's already programmed inside of us. So the whole idea of building the pyramid, that thing existing in somebody's head. Like, I'm going to build this thing right here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So feel comfortable in knowing that, um, and that's everybody listening, don't get caught up in that thing that you got to be certified. That ain't the way of the world today. The way of the world is mm-hmm. not you have to be certified. The way of the world is know thyself real fast. And it's coming real fast via technology. you able to get these downloads, spiritual information and physical information, you know what I'm saying, to enlighten others and share on a global presence via YouTube, uh, Facebook, and all this stuff. And that's, if, that, if, if physical information is traveling this fast, that also means spiritual information from the spirit world is traveling at the same rate. See what I'm saying? So yeah, just, 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 yeah, just get on the tail. Get on the tail uh, of that dragon that you're about to ride, and say, you know what? Here go love, but let me go into um, let me go into these particular dynamics of it. I think that because um, um, Scorpio is a very powerful healer, I think the most powerful healer of the zodiac. Um, I think that Mantak Chia books would be good for you. Um, cool. um, sexual reflect Mantak Chia. Um, he's a grandmaster in, in, into the Oriental, or what we call the Eastern arts, uh, 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 sexual kung fu, basically. Uh, his fellow's his name is um, M-A-N-T-A-K. M-A-N-T-A-K, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chia, which is just uh, C-H-I-A. If you type him up on Amazon, you'll see a million books pop up. You know what I mean? <laughs> then, in fact, one of his books is called The Tao um, Secrets of Love. It'll look like it's spelled Taoist, but it's Tao. The Tao Secrets of Love, uh, cultivating female sexuality, cultivating male sexuality. Because um, that's, that's, you know, as a Scorpio, that's what you're really getting at when you say love. Trust me. You're going, you're going, down, that, you're going down that lane. Uh, uh, I didn't know sexuality, You know? So I will start there. Um... Um, there's a book from the Hermetic Science that I have on my shelf by John Baines called The Science of Love. Um, and he talks about how, um, from the Hermetic standpoint, which is more of a comedic African thing, um, you're talking about how 
um, man and woman shouldn't sleep to, sleep next to each other every day because, you know, we, we start swap our magnetic fields start swapping, and then I start to become more feminine, and you start to become more masculine, and it's hard to stay in a balanced state, whereas the longer we apart from each other, the more time we have to charge up. So it's kind of like when your man is gone and you miss him for a long time, and then when you come home, it's like all this passion and chemistry that's there because both poles, male and female, had a chance to charge up. So when we sleep with each other every single night, we deplete each other of our energies. So he comes from that point of view and that talks about um, the 28-day cycle of a female, 33-day intellectual, 33 intellectual cycle of a man. Uh, I mean intellectual cycle, and a man has a 24-day cycle. And he talks about these little different cycles and just the science of love, what love is. So if you want to go love, I think this is an excellent start right here. It's called The Science of Love by John Baines. Thank you. And I do think, one last thing, I know I keep you on all day, but I do think that comment you made about finding it for self and finding your spirituality through yourself, like everything is idea, is thought. And that's how I feel. I guess it's just this is so new to me. And it's mind blowing. It's like, okay, am I the only one who feel like this? You know, mm -hmm. I guess I'm just trying to see and see where where I am. It's hard. It's truly hard for me to explain because it's so magnetic. It's so amazing that I just I can't explain it. I can't put my finger on it, but I know, like you said, the thought that you know. So that's why I just want to educate myself, like, you know, like truly what path are you going down, you know. So I, I think it's a wonderful thing, the phase that I'm going through. I talk to Keisha a lot, you know, and she's telling me this is my path of new beginnings, and I truly feel that way, that this, all of this is a new beginning for me, and I guess I'm just trying to wrap my, my – I, I guess I'm trying to make it intellectually trying to understand it. I, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. No, I get it, you know. And you should also write. I don't know if you do, but journal. Whatever you feel in, like, write it. Uh, mm -hmm. Writing is very therapeutic for you, for you, your Neptune placement. Uh, you've got Neptune in the third, so one day you would be talking spirituality. Read that. One day you would be, you would be talking. You would be sharing with others um, spiritual information. So. Okay, well, thank you. I, I had a pleasure speaking with you today, and you be blessed, and I'll continue to listen on. And I'm so glad you have started this this network. Well, thank, thank you. You be blessed as well. Keep, keep me posted. Okay, thank you. Okay, all right, you got it. All right. Bye-bye. We had 1245. We got a few more up here. Uh, what we had, 337-251. What's happening? Hey, Uncle, this is Naima. What up, Naima? Hey, um, it was so funny, like, you had a caller who called in earlier talking about Sirius, and for some reason that's been coming real through, real, coming through real strong for me. And I looked uh -huh. at my chart, and I have um, Sirius in my 10th house, and I noticed that it's, um, it's trying Mars. And I was uh -huh. just wondering, you know, what's, What's the deal with that? Uh, serious in the tent? That's serious yeah. business. You know what I'm saying? Serious business. It's at, it's at the high point of the sky. So then that represents, again, it just represents your, um, how did that happen? It represents your area of success. Um, and, 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 and that's a true, that position is the watcher position. That, that position is the one that's like, okay, I'm the crown of the sky because I'm at the highest point. 
So I, I see everything that's going on around here. I know what's about to set, and I know what's coming up. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. serious at the mid-haven just represents serious business, which is cool because, you know, when, when we understand the power of what serious is and it's being right there in the area space that, that represents responsibility um, and growth. That's power. I'm going to show you how powerful that placement is and how you tap into that when you're dealing with career. You, you, you deal with meditation and career-wise, you deal with that particular star um, to enhance whatever with your inner thoughts is, your inner desires, you deal with that star, especially that time of year when it's visible, like right now. And to show you how powerful that position is, those of you who got cancer on the 10th house, the United States government celebrates New Year's Day, January the 1st, at, at, at midnight, soon, you know, so on December, last day of December, December 31st, and 11.59 is the last day, then on 12 o'clock all of a sudden it's New Year's and we pop guns and we pop champagne, Right. Is because Sirius is at the Midhaven, exactly due south, at 12 o'clock midnight, January the 1st. This is why this is the new year. And this is why it's called the Aprilion, where on January the 3rd, the Earth is at its closest relationship to the sun. So, but Sirius, obviously, two days later after January 1st, is, is, is still in the south. So six months later, because remember, we're traveling in what appears to be a circle. So six months later from January the 1st and January the 3rd, we come to July 1st, July 3rd. July 1st is Canada Day, and we July 4th is Independence Day. So we right around this whole July 4th Independence thing. Now you can't see Sirius at, at midnight. Sirius is at the midpoint at 12 o'clock because the sun and Sirius are rising together. So what just happened on, on January the 1st or when you have Sirius in this position, you see what I'm saying, that, that when you have it in this particular position, this, this is just powerful. It's so powerful that the country said, no, our whole civil calendar or how we about to run things in this new world that we just conquered, we have to do it when this star is right here at this position in the south at midnight, and then we're going to start running the world. You see? So, so, so to have it, when you're born here, you got to have that same psychology when this placement is here, that this is a new day. This is a new world for you. This is how you tap into the central home. This is a very powerful position to have serious in. Oh, Okay. Well, you know, I have sort of been adopting that attitude lately. I don't know. I don't know exactly just what's been going on with me. But like, I've been feeling like, you know, sort of regal <laughs> these yeah. days. Yeah. Not been, so that, that's probably what that is. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, and, um, and, like, because, like, all right, like, I'm in the, um, in the Miracle Prayer class, and, like, the day... The first, the day, no, the night after I um, the same night I did the um first prayer, like I had this dream, and like, all I can remember is like I was just it was nothing but like this sparkling white light, and then like I was like floating in the midst of it, and then I just kept hearing the name Metatron, Metatron, Metatron over and over again, and like. Mm-hmm. Could that possibly, you know, be what that is also? 
far as that 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 position? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't say far as with 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 that position. Um, I can't necessarily relate it to serious based off the time of birth because then I, I can't. I gotta look at the whole chart in totality. Um, but I know just from starting to you know being in the miracle prayer class, I know what I know what the first holy the first angelic invocation is Metatron. And it's said a certain number of times to awaken the Metatron force. So I I can easily equate that to like, okay, you really been putting in that work when you started doing this, you know, this this course. You started you know, you started doing that powerful invocation and and it's and it's coming through for you. So I see that more there. But everything's everything's related anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, with the with the serious thing, like, man, we gotta understand that 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 space age this thing, like like, like, if there was a spaceship outside that Naima got off of, you got off serious because that energy was right there. Um, the energy was right there at the highest point in the heavens, sitting here like, okay, Naima's about to come through. Naima's about to be born, so I'm at the highest point. I'm on the watchtower. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So here come Naima, y'all. So that's what that's about. Oh, so funny you said watchtower the other morning. The, I was woke up by Jehovah's Witnesses, and they gave me a watchtower. <laughs> yeah. You know, now, see, when that happened, because they was like, I'd be on the radio, and they used to come here and knock on the door while I was on the radio. But, see, that that's the thing. You're in the miracle prayer class now when you study in Hebrew, and now you're actually writing Hebrew divine names of the creator and angelic names in Hebrew on this candle and stuff. So now as you're starting to tap into Metatron and you're going through these different angelic uh, realms, then the God of the Hebrews, Jehovah, is going to send two witnesses. This thing, this is a real thing. This, this, this shit's real. He's going to send two witnesses to knock on your door. And that was just to serve as a confirmation. It ain't the ones that's just, oh, they're knocking on the door bothering you type of thing. Um, yeah, I didn't um, even feel bothered. I, I, I knew what it was. You know. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah, and then see what you got to do, too, is pay attention to the time real fast that they happen on. Wait till we put out this the, the, the new calendar that's coming out that's going to have, um, I'm going to put the playing cards, the cards of destinies in the calendar days. So if today is a two-of-spade day, you would know that today is a two-of-spade day to help people understand synchronicity much better. You see what I'm saying? Not only will you have the zodiac sign when the moon is, on that day, you're going to have a card for that day, too, so you can understand that, boom, and then these things may keep happening on the same type of card day. You see what I'm saying? Just pay attention mm-hmm. to the long-time details when, uh, when that stuff happens. Okay, and um, just um, one more question. Um, the series is trying Mars in my um, birth chart. Like, uh-huh. How does that work out with his relation well, to Mars? Easy. Easy. The trying, the trying to simply represent the the, the easiest flow in, in the birth chart. So either you got what Mars and Scorpio or, or Mars and Pisces. Which one? Scorpio. All right. So you got Mars at home. So that that's even good. So now it's talking about a tremendous power to transmute. So um, what house is that in for you? Is that the sixth or the, the, or the second. second? The second. The second. So so mm-hmm. now we're talking about the power of finances. And and, 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 and Mars has it accepted most easiest angle from Sirius. 
to help you facilitate and push. Mars is about pushing, 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 pushing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, your, your finances, though, is all about joint partnerships, and then they got that whole aspect of metaphysics and sexuality attached to it, especially with Mars being at home right there, uh, uh, sexuality attached to it as well. So um, it's about powerful relationships, serious being powerful in itself, people that's in very influential positions uh, could easily take on to you once you tap into that inner power of Mars and yourself and be serious about your money. That's, that's your whole approach, especially the industry that you're in. you got to be your own business manager where you're serious about your money. You know what I mean? So when you're serious about your thing and opportunity starts to flow in, and then serious blesses you very easy once you're on your grind. Mars is get up, let's go. I don't like to sit still. I'm not waiting. In fact, I'm going to take your head off, and I'm the first one in line. I'm going to get there early. That, that's, that's Mars. Yeah. And that's how you got to oh. be. Okay. got to be there early. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to call you next right. this week for some more insight on that. Okay. Hey, but well, thank you. You got it. All right. What we got on time? Three minutes left. Eight four eight six two eight. What's happening? Oh, cool. Hey, how you doing? Um, I uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm just wondering if my relationship with Tony is uh something I should work on. Um, because I I don't know. I seem to always be worried about relationships, man. I don't know what the f is wrong, and I should just be worried about money and success and yeah. getting like. Cool. Yeah, I would have to do a relationship actual reading type of thing. So I'm not I don't do that on this particular show right here. Friday uh or Tuesday would be the better venue for me to to, to do that. And even with you know, yeah, Friday is Friday is better because it's two of us and Keisha can pull out the cards on it. Um and but for me to really get thoroughly in depth, but I'd only be reading you, but to get into a relationship compatibility type of thing takes more time. Because we're dealing with two people, and there's several different energy charts that need to be um, that need to be done. The best thing I can tell you, bro, is uh, uh, follow your heart, man. True love ain't really uh, it's not something that you give up easily. Uh, but at the end of the day, you got to make sure that you can honestly tell your, you know, say to yourself that you put your best foot forward, and uh, you know that you exhausted every effort that you did, you know that you could. And as long as you can rest well with that, then you can rest with you. And that, that, I think that's, that's damn good because you really can say, I put 100% of everything that I wanted to do inside of that. In order to bring about a different result from the person, you want to be with the person, uh, a simple technique that's really, I think, gets overshadowed is I think we don't really believe in the power of prayer, but you can dedicate 10 minutes a day to pray about the situation um, uh, at hand uh, every single day, and ultimately, as I started to show, our mental thoughts can affect other people. So you you potentially can affect that person. You know what I'm saying? Just by uh, positive prayer and whatnot. But uh, I can't tell you to stay, or I can't tell you to go. One thing I can say is just ask yourself if you put just if you put everything um, if you put if you put your best foot forward. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Yeah. Yeah, because it's hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second, brother. Hold on one second. Hey, hey, what's up? Okay, go ahead, bro. 
Yeah, yeah. I I I think uh, my ego has been coming out and uh, stuff like that. Is there? Do you know how I could um what I could do to start like really fixing not fixing myself, but but like what what's what's keeping me from like success and in my relationship? Uh, not relationships, but like even in general in business, like it's something inside of me that I don't know. I, I like to work it out. Maybe maybe praying, I guess, or working with my angels. Yeah, I mean, always do that. Always, always deal with the prayer aspect. Uh, you can't go wrong there. Anybody that's on the online portion, if you want to, to call in to hear the rest of the conversation, uh, 818-369-0368 is the number. If you want to sign off, um, uh, just go to the website, click on the events tab and whatnot. Stay abreast with us. If you ain't joined the Melon List, scroll down to the bottom of myastrologycoach.com and join the Melon List. All right. In fact, I forgot to say it. This Thursday, myself, the Prime Minister, and Sheikh Ahmed is back. So we got that special show coming up this Thursday at 9 p.m. Um, we're gonna get into ancestral worship. What is the power of ancestral worship? What is the ancestor and whatnot? And that's Thursday at 9 p.m. All right. So tune in. Mark your calendars for Thursday at 9 p.m. And the call in number 818-369-0368. All right, bro. Um, yeah. Always, man. Always work with God. Every single day, work with God. Every single day, we need to involve ourselves in conversation with the Creator. And that's why I say dedicate that like, 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Dedicate dedicate 10 minutes every single day um, to that. It's whether if you got a specific intent or if you're just giving thanks. See, a lot of times, too, the sages will start beating the side of the head and be like, look, man, any depression that you're feeling, any, 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 anything that you're just not happy about, is really an act of ingratitude because you have so much to be thankful for. You got a roof over your head, you eating, you having good experiences, and, and you just got so much to be thankful for. You can breathe, you ain't, you, your nose ain't been chopped off. It's so much when they start getting to the finer detail, and 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 when we start getting in these little funks, these funks be really a disagreement with the Creator. Somewhere along the line, it's like saying you disagree with what God is doing. And now if you do, that's cool, but be like Jacob and Russell and get a new name from the situation. You know what I'm saying? You got to step up to the plate and do it. Saying that to say that um, we got to keep everything in the perspective of the, of the most high, of the creator. So, yeah, always work with your angels. Always work with your higher self every single day. And that's the first order of the day, really, you know, um, and, and being thankful for that experience in return starts to change the reality around you. Right. It, it gotta be right. you know what I mean. It, it gotta be a discipline laid out, praying five times a day or ten minutes a day or whatever the case may be. Right. What if it's like I do mantras and that too much? Is there such thing as doing it too much? Because I feel like I'm like I'm doing EFT mantras, meditations, and yesterday I was like, yo, maybe I should be like reading more self help books to remember like what I could actually be doing or something like uh-huh. there's such thing i think yeah i i think when you think it's too much you're creating the mental current that says i think this is too much and now since i think this is too much i think that this too much is being ineffective now i think i'm being ineffective you see what i'm saying so that's why i'm saying it's all about what your thoughts is if you think you're doing too much absolutely now you're doing too much because now you're playing with the possibility mentally that uh that it's not working you see what I'm saying? It's not effective for you. You know what I'm saying? So you have to get yourself on a uh, on a regimen that um, you are comfortable with. You know what I mean? Okay. That you say, you know what? Let me get back to the basics. I ain't doing. And we got to do that. 
So me and Jew do it all the time, especially Jew being a Gemini. He quick be like, man, I ain't doing this. I ain't doing that. I'm only focusing on this, Noble. I'm telling you, I got to focus on this because I'll be everywhere. That has to happen sometimes because we can get scattered. Absolutely. You know, so you got to yeah, scale yeah. back, scale back. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, you got it, man. You got it. All right. All right, where we at, man? Last caller got the hand up. Got a question? You can press one. Call it from the nine one nine six four nine. One once nine one nine six four nine. Twice nine one nine. Nope. All right, hold on. Let me say something. Let me go back to you. Nine one nine, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me, Ambu? Uh, there you go. What's happening? Yeah. My bad. Thank you for taking my call. I have my phone muted. That's you can okay. hear me clearly, right? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. All right, last you know, last week you were like, um so the ninth house is like at three o'clock on the wall clock, is that right? The ninth house? Yeah, is that what you said last week? No, uh, uh, nine o'clock is 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 um, the ascendant on the wall clock. Um, no, the ninth house is actually will be like around one o'clock, in between twelve and one o'clock on the wall clock. All right. So I guess my question in general is. Uh, where if you if I'm looking at I think I'm on the astro.com so if I'm looking at it and at the top of the clock basically it's like Taurus right is that the same for everyone? Absolutely not. It's not the same. Okay. In the top of the chart, it's really located by the MC. So sometimes yeah, right. the top of the chart, the MC could actually be like if we keep, let's keep it like a traditional wall clock. The MC could really fall at two o'clock on a on a clock. You know what I mean? Um, but the MC is the top of the sky, so you got to locate the sign that says MC to, to really okay. denote what's at the top of the sky, all right? Okay. It is Taurus. I'm that's, looking at my yeah, yeah. Okay. So, right. But that's not the same so, for everybody. Okay. So what is it? So, when, so is it like one through – so why is something the ninth house that I'm sorry? Does that, does that question make sense? Where do you count from? So whatever's at the top of the sky on my chart, is that the first house? And I go clockwise no. all the way back? Uh-uh. Okay. The, the, fir- the first house, when you're on astro.com, when you're looking at a wheel, if you look at the inner part of the wheel, it should have numbers, one, two, three, all the way around the wheel. So oh, each slice wow. of pie, oh, wow. you see what I'm saying, has a, it is 12 pieces or 12 houses. It starts oh. with house number one. And house number one is, is the ascendant where it says AC. That's where it looks like 9 o'clock on the clock. Now, now, that starts right there because that's the time of your birth. At the time of your birth, such and such degree of this constellation was rising. So that means the second house is the next constellation. You see what I'm saying? The third house would be the constellation after that. And you just fill up the whole wheel, bam, until it's complete. So your birth time in the ascendant marks the starting point of the birth chart. So the first house in my chart is where the middle one is in the slice of pie, is what you're saying, right? Say you know, it again. The uh, the first house or where I where I started counting from basically is where the 
where it has a one, and that's by the AC, right? Is that the same place? Right. The ascendant marks the first house. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, do you have time? Can I ask another question? Yeah, go ahead. So I know you deal in masonry, um, like whatever, or you're a mason or whatever you want to say, or you, you seem to find that that's important in, you know, in all of this consciousness or whatever you want to call this movement, you know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. so what about, um, so I don't, I'm not a mason, so I don't know how to say it right, but so within degrees of masonry or whatever, there's people that travel to the Orient or whatever. The Orient is a part of masonry and the language and the literature or whatever. Does the uh-huh. Orient to you or you understand does the Orient, is that to, like, to us is that, like disorient, you know, is it a coded word? Is it to disorient people? Because you know, I mean, then even politically correct, you wouldn't call people that are from Asia. You wouldn't call them Orientals or whatever. Or that's not politically mm-hmm. correct, but you know, mm-hmm. so I'm just saying, how does that tie into, in your perspective, how does that tie in uh, the Orient? If my question makes sense. Does it have anything to disorient? Oh. Disorient. I, I, I don't think so. I, I think the term is just uh, to symbolize the East. Um, those uh, it, it's talking about the East, where uh, a lot of ancient philosophies come from. Um, and I don't think that, and the reason why I don't think it, it can disorientate anyone because masonry um, has absolutely nothing to do with your status at law. So it's not like when you go be a mason or go be a shriner um, that they go to the government and you get some type of new status on within the government system. So the two are not even connected. You see what I'm saying? As uh, far as actual political status so I don't think it's disorientate anyone. I think it's just a term that they chose to use for the East. Oh, that's very powerful. Okay, that is like another question that I have. Like, can you basically can you be a more in the legal standing and be a Mason at the in the in the lodge or whatever? Depends you want who you ask. Depends who you ask. You got some people who uh, Pleasant Bay. Right, he don't like masonry. You know, uh, some people say the Moors taught the Masons everything. I can agree with that, but this is where I got a big problem at, and and, and I'm open to discuss this with anybody. Um, it makes absolutely no sense for you to say that you were more and you taught the Masons, but you can't. But but yet we do know that masonry runs. United States government in a sense of in comparison to what Moors are doing today, right? So if they are the custodians of information because you initiated them and you schooled them, please tell me why can't you speak the secret language of certain passwords, handshakes, and grips and meet them on the level of where they're at when you're acting like you're their father? It makes absolutely no sense. If you are their father and you gave them information, then it is only suffice to say that you should actually go through masonry, get those degrees, so now you can learn what your actual forefathers gave them. See, the problem with this information is is you keep 
people will say them they they act like they the one that taught the Europeans masonry, and and that wasn't you who did that. That was somebody that could have been related to you and could have been related to you. Not necessarily they were related to you, but at best they could have been related to you. So if you can't even you know you you don't even you can't do nothing in the sense that you know the judges are mason, the lawyers are mason, this doctor is a mason. You can't even speak Masonic language if you needed a handout, if you just even needed a true helpful hand, not even with them. What about the other people inside of society, black folks who are Masons, who are prestigious people in their own right, little, you know, congressmen for their local districts, um, you know, police officers or whatever the case may be? You can't even get a favor from them because you don't even know the language. So, Masonry is the only masonry gets a bad rap, but it's 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 the elementary mystery school to get people to do one important thing, which is the main important thing, and it's called fraternity. It's called brothership, fellowship, and sistership. That's the one of the most important tenets. So that structure is there to teach us how to do that. And then within that, we say, listen, you're not getting in here unless you knock a certain way and we can throw each other certain signs and communicate with each other, you know, just to let each other know that we, we're, we're brothers and we took a certain obligation, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing really messing with that. So to me, if, if you were more, you better know masonry. Don't come to me and act like that's, that's the ego when it's like, yeah, my forefathers taught them everything they know. That's true. But but yet when you find yourself seeing the United States of America, when you in trouble, you find yourself in one situation, in one situation only, and that's called a damn courtroom. And when you're in that courtroom, what happens just if the judge is a mason? And let's just say, because we're talking about you in distress. So there's a sign that you can give when you're in distress. It's called the sign of distress, right? So what happens if, if the judge likes you and you appear to be intelligent since you were more, and he throws you a Masonic sign inconspicuously and you don't even know it. And he do it again just to see if you were Mason, and you don't even know it. But he knows the prosecutor is a Mason, and then the prosecutor gives him a sign, and the judge gives him a sign back, and they're going to fucking hang you if they want to. You see what I'm saying? Because you look respectable, and I give you a classic example of a real-life scenario. It's a brother I know here in Philly who had on a black fez, um, got pulled over by the police, a white cop, seen him with the fez, backed up from the car, and did some signs, Masonic signs, as he stepped towards him. The brother didn't do nothing. He did it again. He didn't do nothing. He did it one more time. He didn't do anything, and he nailed him with every possible ticket he think he, he that he could have gave him and told the car. Why? Because you was representing something on your head that represent that you had ancient knowledge of the East, but you couldn't even respond. So to me, you, you really look like a fraud. And it's just disrespectful because if you are my forefather, you're supposed to be able to meet me on this level. So if I was a Mason in that position too, I'm gonna ram you every chance I get because you didn't take the you didn't take the you didn't take the time and discipline to study something that 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 preserves integrity that preserves how to build a government. You understand what I'm saying? Masonry is very important for those who got that kind of mind of going on. I recommend it for everybody. All uh-huh. right. 
I, that's a all right. That's an amazing answer, Abdul. I appreciate it. I mean, uh, a white mason told me that I should be enjoying some of the them. I was trying to turn in my paper to join the lodge. You know, they didn't accept me, but the, the white doctor that I went to get a physical from, he said I should go into shrining them or whatever. Um, just because I'm a, yeah, I appreciate it. And I heard you tell that story about the guy that got put over with the feds on. I was trying to study more science, but I'm not wearing the feds every day. I don't really even own the feds. No, man. But, but, hey, but hey, I see why. Listen, man. But that's a very powerful answer. You're a major man for that answer, sir. That's where it is. That's where it is. Let me tell you something. Wearing, wearing, being a master mason and 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 knowing those first three degrees of a master mason and being able to wear that symbol proudly and stand on your square from the Masonic standpoint is more. It's like it's the equivalent. And hear me closely. It is the equivalent of walking around in society with a badge and a gun on your hip, like a cop. It's the same thing. It's the equivalent of that. I don't have to pay. I, like, if I get on a train here in Philly, I don't have to pay. I don't, I don't, I don't, it's not information right there. Like, like cops be with their other cops, buddies, and, and, and they're throwing me signs across the street because they see me wearing my jacket or something. Or, or I'm parked in front of the courthouse and I'm not supposed to be parked right here after eight eight in the morning, but I know this one cop that's a mason, so I blow the horn a certain way. He automatically doing about face because he heard me blow the horn. Walking towards me, I throw a masonic sign from the passenger side because I'm with my partner. He throw the sign and do the about face, which means he's not gonna tell me to move the car. He's gonna leave me alone. You understand know what I'm saying? So this man, people better go back and watch the movie Rosewood when they were flashing Masonic signs to get things done. That, that's the real thing. And we need to understand the science of brotherhood. Yeah, can I share another experience with you just to get your take on it? You still got time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, so uh, I went into, like, the bookstore when I first tried to come into this information, not necessarily when I first, and I was asking the man on anything on the Moors in Spain, or anything occult or whatever, and the man is like, uh, well, I got some occult books or metaphysical books, here you go. But then when I'm about to check out, he's like, oh, here you go, and gives me the, the Morals and Dogma book uh, by Albert Pike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, things are all spiritual, you know, so it's just, but I do think what you're saying is very important, and I can see why Mason would be very important in this struggle. And, and a lot of our elders might say that, or people that I spoke to have said that, so... Yeah, very important, especially when you travel down south. The north ain't nothing. The north is small, man. Especially masonry is vitally important when you travel down south. That's what I'm saying. I'm in the south. I'm from the south. And all these, whatever, whether, you know, in my perspective, from what I've studied, the people that join, I'm not a mason, so the people that join masonry are the profane because they don't really want to be conscious, but you, honestly, right. you just changed my perspective. But right, so, right. No, and I'm, so I'm no. from the south. So all these people are all these new day. Nah, you got to yeah. go in masonry. How to discipline and sit quiet and don't give them up the sign. 
when you get inside of a position of leadership inside of your local lodge, you start introducing the science to them. And even when you in, you may say, look, I got a study group that's at my crib. We're just going to study. And then you're at liberty to study what you want to study. But, but you keep your, keep your hand low until you become, until you, until you become well, well, well known within your own local lodge, and then you can do what you want to do in that lodge as far as start implementing uh, a different type of science in there. You know what I'm saying? Because one day, one day we're going to have to take it over again. Because right now, masonry ain't got no swag. Ain't no young blood really interested in it. They ain't got no swag. All right. Thanks, Big Mom. All right, brother. All right, where we at? 347, what's happening? Hey, this number is hey. me. How are you? What up? What's good? Nada. I have a quick question. Um, my MC is at is Gemini, right? Gemini. And so uh-huh. that would mean it's like higher education and teaching, communication. And then Mercury mm-hmm. is in Pisces on the DC. So mm-hmm. like teaching in terms of spirituality. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. You got it. Just like that. Yep. All right. Mercury That's is the teacher. So, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gemini is the, you know, you know, Gemini. It has to be developed because Mercury and Pisces is considered at a at a detriment. Um, but nevertheless, still, you know, it's it's all good. It's teaching spiritual principles. So. Okay. Because I think um, Jupiter and Mars is in opposition to my Mercury. Are they both sitting in? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's what I'm now. Thank yep. you. Okay, that's what's up. All right. Peace. All right, 404 848, you next, man. We call it a ball game. 404, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, brother? I'm Poo. This is Dwayne, man. First time caller. What up, Dwayne? What's good, man? Man, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I had a quick question. Uh, I know you said you weren't going to do any readings, but uh, uh, being a Pisces, you know what I'm saying? I definitely would like to know uh, where my career, you know what I'm saying, was going on in my career house. Um, I was born on uh, February 23rd, 73, at um, 5.18 in the morning. Okay, you got a chart in front of you? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I had just called from my phone. Uh, hold on, hold on. One second. Let me see something real fast, man. Let me see if I can edit something out for you. Well, um, February 23rd, 73? Yeah. Okay. What time were you born? Five eighteen AM. What city? Uh Eastern Maryland. E A S T O N? Yeah. Eastern M D I just had it. What happened to it? Okay. <clears throat> right, man. You got Scorpio up there at the top. Um, moon is Scorpio too. Um, so that's that's anything dealing with investigations. Um, 
joint finances, planning for estates, probates, things like that, uh, any metaphysical study. Uh, and it's also could be an interest in healing and the healing modality. Um, and there's also an interest um, anything dealing with the sexual arts as well because you also was born with the moon in Scorpio. Um, so the, the feminine energy in your life can feel that. Um, so that that's there. Um, and also being a Pisces anyway makes you intuitive. Um, and, and the moon being in the water sign supports that intuitive sun of yours. Um, so this is a high spiritual marking as well where you can do uh, reading, spiritual services for people, um, and it falls in that way. And you also got an angelic marker, man. You was um, actually, uh, you got a very close relationship to Archangel Gabriel. So you look up Gabriel and start working with Gabe's energy and doing invocations to Gabriel. Just do simple prayer and contact. Um, as you advance in your studies, you will see that there's a certain sigil that Gabriel wears um, that has um, a certain number that's associated with Gabriel. Um, you know, his energy will come through, well, her energy will come through because Gabe be flipping it up. But, um, um, yeah, man, it's very versatile with, with Scorpio at the top like that, man. So, again, it just goes from um, literally being a private investigator um, Everything dealing with forensics to, to, to you know, um, getting into the truth of the occult matters. You can be an occult bookstore owner type of thing. Uh, it's sexual arts. Uh, it's finances. The Scorpio is a very versatile energy, man. But when I go look at Mars, you got Mars and Capricorn in the 12th house. So it tells me he's supposed to be doing something spiritual. Um, but, you know, this, I, I, this too, you, you got that classic uh, Pentagon chart. You're one of those cats that... You can be a part of this secret program, you know. Word, word, man. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. You got the psychology, and and you got this chameleon type of thing with you, where you can slip in and out of stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's funny you say that because, like, over the, I guess since the summertime, uh, I started to uh, research, you know, what I'm saying uh, things as far as like the healing arts, and I came across. Uh, uh, Nityama, you know what I'm saying? And I've since hooked mm-hmm. up with um, I, I've been following them guys, and uh, yeah, that information is definitely uh, extraordinary, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely plan to uh, uh, or that, but uh, man, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, all day. Yeah, that's where you at, man. You you got it. Do it in the name of Gabriel, brother. It's all good. <laughs> For real. On that ASAP. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, you got it, man. Peace. Alright, eight four eight. What's happening? Eight four eight six two eight. Oh hey, um yeah, I just realized the show was um to find your sign and then tell you and so I, I did that. Um but uh so what what am I supposed to show you? Because 'Cause I'm looking at the top and it's uh Venus twenty three degree twenty nine degree twenty three cancer yeah. in house. In house what? I X planets venus no no no. i'm sorry what zodiac sign is up there uh i'm, I'm looking at the six nine cancer and, and then there's a nine above okay it. so do the but do the mid hey where's the mid haven at mid haven i need that, that i need, I need that ten, yeah the mc yeah what zodiac sign uh, falls right there oh yeah that's uh six degree 
six that's house IX one degree fifty one cancer house IX. So you got cancer over there? Yeah. Uh, cancer on the mid. Let me see something. When your birthday? August twenty seventh, nineteen eighty five. You're using a different system. Eighty five. What time were you born? Eleven eleven. A.M. or P.M.? Uh, what, uh, A.M. What city were you born different. in? Oh, uh, Orange, New Jersey, Essex. Essex County. All right. Let me see something here. What site do uh, you use? No, you got, I'm on Astro, uh, Astro.com, look at charts, it's much clearer over here. You got Leo rising. I mean, Leo on the ascendant, I mean, I'm saying, you got Leo on the midhaven. Uh, so, um, you rule by the power of the sun right here. So when I got on this one, it's talking about uh, a lot of creativity, uh, someone who finds themselves in an the authoritative position. Leo right here. So you could be you could be um so you know, supervisor, boss, in anything that you anything any kind of work that you do, you can actually you can actually put yourself in the authoritative position. Um Leo likes to have fun and just got a lot of creativity. So the oxymoron, like I stated earlier, is um is 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 create you can get confused because it's like, what do I do? Because you got so much power to create, and you just have to buckle down, figure out what it is you want to create, because it's the God factor in the chart. It's the power of the sun in the chart. It's the power to make everything revolve around you. So when it comes to career matters, or, or you know, doing things publicly, um, you got just got a lot of fun and creativity, man. Uh, you know, to, to to bring it about right there. So if you're dealing with children, romance anything like that, um, this is highly favorable for you. But it's just a position of leadership, and no matter what you do, you have the ability to become the head person in charge. Okay, cool. Definitely. Appreciate that. Yeah, you got it, man, for sure. Have a blessed day. Um, You too, man. um, You got it. Mm All right, somebody else just press one, man. Three oh five seven oh nine. What's happening? Hey, what's up, man? Pool. Um, I have uh, I have Neptune and Jupiter and Capricorn in the tenth house. Neptune and Jupiter in the tenth. Yeah. Oh man, you a spiritual guru? You a teacher? Look, you're a spiritual teacher, and you travel. You can travel, um, teaching people. Take them outside of the country. Um, are you some international publisher of spiritual information? You, 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 you can actually go to a foreign country and transcribe books into English and be the only person selling them in the United States, type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, like that. You got it like that if you want. That's how far you can go with it. You know what I mean? Um, but it all, again, it just represents some type of spiritual information that's coming forth that you're an authoritative figure on. Um, 
and and you know you're blessed by that. Jupiter represents blessings. So at the top of the chart, you crown with success with that marker right there, man. So even if you travel, I guarantee you somebody. Um, it's like a monk is. You got a teacher somewhere in the world outside of the United States. And I'm just assuming you're in the states. That's waiting for you to show up. That's what that marker is. You have to go find them. That's what your job is in this lifetime. And you'll be able to share that with, with, with people. I don't know just how you go about finding that. That's a, that's a real ah. tough question. <laughs> Amen. Wherever you have interest at, you see, it all lies in your interest. So if you if you have an interest in... Uh, Indian Indian philosophy. So you know you 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 a student of you you love you love Shiva for some reason. Um, you know you may go to India and go to the Shiva temples, and then somebody there is gonna bless you. Um, and um, you know, or if you you know if you if you interested in going to Peru, you know there's a shaman there that may share something with you. So it's about you following your international, that, that quest to travel and get outside the state. It's about you following yes. that, and then it will unfold for you. Mm. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, you got it, man. All right? All right. Okay, great. All right, y'all, man, that's it, man. That is it, that is it, that is it. We running behind. It's Sunday. We tune in. Two more shows to go after that. I'm retiring on Sundays. I'm going to see y'all on uh, every other Thursdays where we're going to bring y'all some dynamite shows, man. A lot of new stuff coming, man. I'm telling you, I'm about to blow the whistle on that Minister Jew. That cat is in the lab working on something serious. Um I'm in the lab, man. We got this new DVD that's almost complete called Kanye West on the Midhaven. That's going to be on hiphopastrology.com, but I'll send you an email, of course, letting you know when that's officially available. Uh, we in Columbus, Ohio on February 16th and 23rd. All right, so if you can make it there, get there. For more information, you can hit my man D-Lo up at 614-202-4512. That's 614-202-4512. I'm actually about to work on a documentary on Eric Holder real fast called Eric Holder, the American Hero. I'll bring that out. I got something else coming out called the seven-day theory, which is really a law, but I'm just riding on my man Tupac, but it ain't got nothing to do with that. It's all spiritual. Um, um, uh, man, I want to show you all the power of light, man. And I got to remember this show. Number Swami, help me out. Help me remember this show because Naima came through and gave the testimonial that I was looking for with this angelic realm for my miracle prayer class. Um, there's two things coming out, the seven-day theory, and, and I may call another piece I'm working on called Hebrew Pie. Um, this has everything to do with accelerating your angelic contact, all right? Very, very, very important, man. And um I got a lot of stuff going on, man. So there's so much stuff I can keep on going on and on and on and on and on. But tune in Thursday, man. Mark your calendar for Thursday at um, 9 o'clock, man, for this phenomenal show that's coming up. And join the mailing list. Hit the events tab. 
join us in New Orleans. Uh, summer solstice, you want to keep, just stay abreast with us, man. So much going on, man. And with that, man, I will see y'all Thursday night. Peace.